Hello, everyone, and welcome to yet another episode of Crits and Grits. This is not another episode of The Long Winter. I know last time I uh, I was on here, I said that we would be doing another The Long Winter, but scheduling conflicts have happened. It happens, folks. It's just how adulting works, I guess. Uh, but today is going to be another episode of uh, The City That Never Sleeps, and with that, I'm going to send it over to our good friend Kyler. Kyler, how's it going tonight? Howdy, howdy. It's good to have howdy, you guys howdy. back again. It's good to be back. I'm yeah. so stoked. And we're back don't. so soon. Yeah, back so soon. Hey, I know you're stoked, but don't be. Oh, no. Oh, Jesus. Kyler, don't do this to me. Don't you do it. <laughs> don't you do it. But he just says it so smoothly. It's like hard to get like actually scared because right? it's such a, like, a calming <laughs> voice to listen to. So I'm I'm having some mixed feelings here. Yeah, it's Thank like you. he's Thank telling you. us to give in, and I'm gonna give in. Um, yeah, my name is Kyler. I am uh, the current DM, the acting DM for now, and uh, this is part three of the city that never sleeps. Part two involves some things that I may not remember, but there is someone who does, and his name oh. is. Uh, I, I I know my role. <laughs> I, I know my fucking role uh, we love you for it we love you <laughs> alright so on our last episode we were coming back as well we were waking up to the city that never sleeps as it was asleep um, with everyone waking up most of the group with the exception of James woke up at the hotel and realized after going to get coffee that hey ve- the majority of the town is asleep. James woke up on the other side of town after experiencing the Freshmaker and was trying to figure out where the hell he was. And trying to get his bearings, he came across... I forget the the name of the school. Uh, Bard-ass we- District University. That's it, because it's bad you. Bad you. <laughs> Thank you. All right, so uh, we... Um, trying to find the hotel come across bad you and the rest of the group is also kind of heading out and coming across bad you and where we get pulled in um and by uh the teacher i forget the teacher's name but we were told to get jacob's homework um jacob being a student that's kind of mia at the moment and when we go to his dorm at the Michael Jackson wing, we find his homework, but it also has a map that is a draw a layout of the sewers below the university, but a path marked on the sewers. And James was very interested in this because Jacob is very clearly a dealer. And James wants in on that moolah. So we go into the sewers without turning the homework back in. Those sewers are pristine clean, and it turns out it's because there are these gelatinous slimes that just kind of act like a black hole and eat everything up. And we were able to avoid getting eaten by these gelatinous cube slime thingies, but James has ended up on the other side of them, and he is planning on going on an adventure to where this map was leading out. That's where we left off. James, you are the only one with the map, aren't you? Uh, yeah, Well, I think... I can't remember if I kept the map. I think I did steal it, but I didn't technically didn't even need it. 
Although, oh no, I did need it because the layout's different than what I remember. Yeah, it's been a it's been a couple of years since you've been here. Hey guys, yeah. I'm going to hang out with James for a second. Is that okay with everyone? Ooh, yeah. I don't feel like we have a choice. Oh, I mean, you- when you say it with a smooth <laughs> voice like that. You don't have a choice. That's uh, yeah. that's that's the fun <laughs> part about being a dungeon master, right? Okay, James. Hey, how you doing, man? Hey, what's up? It's been a while. Yeah, yeah. Don't hurt me. Oh, I won't. As you walk through the sewers, talking to yourself, it's a voice in the sky asks you how you're doing. Um, you look down at your map and you notice that you are two blocks forward. Um, and listening on top of the sewers uh, from when you were a kid. You remember that there used to always be music blasting down from the um, the manhole covers up above. And something about the pure silence of these sewers just, it's not creepy, but it's different. It makes you feel alone. As you look back towards the darkness, you don't see your friends. And you've made it such a ways that you don't hear them calling. You find yourself in the black by yourself with unknown amounts of gelatinous cubes roaming that are very hard to see. And as you keep on walking, you find that your light begins slightly reflecting off something. Make a, in, not investigation, a um, perception check. I'm so afraid already. <laughs> uh, okay. Ha. Oh, sweet. Okay, dirty 20. Oh, nice. Okay. You definitely have seen a gelatinous cube right in front of you blocking your path. It seems to be moving away from you at this point. Um, and it looks like it's just picking up trash in front of you. However, to your left and right, you don't see any other paths. So imagine with me for a second. Use your imagination. Um, a How big did I say the sewer was in the long ways? I think 10 by 10. Um, and however long they are. The yeah. gelatinous cube fits perfectly within this 10 by 10 square. Um, since it's in front of you, you can't go past it. However, it is moving away. What are you going to do? Uh, I'm, I'm going to follow it while trying to maintain the same distance that I'm at. Like, I don't want to get closer, but I'm going to just kind of mosey along at the same pace that it's moving. Very good. Okay. Um, this slows you down a little bit. Uh, these things don't move very fast, but after a moment, it does come to an opening where you can now go left or right. Checking on your map, you know the correct direction is off to the right. Then I'm going right. Hey. A few more steps and you come to an open area where the uh, square is now 30 by 30. You can see a ladder going down into the darkness. And if you remember anything about the last large square, um, there's water dripping from up above. It's going into... um, the the large opening in the sewers and you can see the water being sopped up by something down there you know by process of elimination elimination rather that there is a gelatinous cube down there however you must at least pass it to get where you're going but something else catches your eye as you move your light around just a glint of something make one more invest or i'm sorry i keep on saying it um perception check (laughs) Okay, don't fail me now. Don't fail Oh them. God, oh God, I think I failed me now. Uh, that's an eight. You see something stuck on the wall. You can't quite tell what it is. It's about 20 feet up. Um, 
it looks to be black and in the shape of a square. Uh, there are several wires coming out of it as well. I want to... Well, can I can I stay wide of it since it is like a 10 by 10 little hallway? So this open part is a 30 by 30. So the 10 by 10 is spilling out into the 30 by 30. And the mm. large black whatever it is on the wall is in the 30 by 30 room. So it's up there a little ways. Interesting. Okay, I'm going to try something silly, I think. Okay, cool. Um, all right, I'm going to cast Mirror Image. Mm. Um, so with that, it makes three illusions of myself. Um, so they move with, they move and mimic my actions. Um, so I'm going to cast, I'm going to cast Mirror Image, and then I'm going to try to, like after casting Mirror Image, I'm going to try to move across. Um, but I'm going to try to like, I don't want to go directly down the middle. I want to kind of almost do like a semicircle, try to stay out of the center of Understood. the room with my illusions. Okay. As you do that, um, and the mirror image begin take, begins to take form in the bottom of the, uh, longer area of the sewer, you can see the gelatinous cube begin to stir and move towards it. Very slowly. This gelatinous cube is much larger than the 10 by 10s. It fits this 30 by 30 uh, square perfectly. These things seem to be made specifically to clean the sewers and why the sewers are so immaculate. Um, it does not move fast, though. About five feet. Um, yeah. Is it five feet? Yeah, it is. Uh, five feet per round. So they, they don't go very fast at all. Um, all right. So your mirror image is out. What else are you doing? I am on a get out of here as quickly as I can. Um, while just trying to not disturb these things any more than I already have. Okay. Looking down at your, uh, your map, you know, the correct area to go is off to the left. You know that as you are gaining, you are finding yourself further and further away from your friends. And God, the gods be with them, because you know, I I already know that there's more gelatinous cubes back that way. So <laughs> I'm moving. I'm just trucking. Yeah, that's the spirit. Fuck them. Okay, awesome. All right. So you uh, put your map down. You have your mirror image in the center of the rectangle. And as the gelatinous cube moves towards it, you slip in there down the ladder, up the ladder to the left. Hey, good job. You did it. All right. What are you going to do with your mirror image, by the way? Are you going to leave him there? Um, I'm going to... No, I want my mirror images to keep coming with me for as long as this spell lasts. Okay. Awesome. Um, let me double check that. How long sure. do these last? It doesn't say how long. Oh, there it is. One minute. Okay. So, not, not for long. All right. And you continue onward into the black. For the rest of the party, uh, you guys there? You, you happy to see me? I'm talking to you guys now. Always. Oh, okay. Um, Glenjamin Honeydeer. Yes. You are covered in some acidic slime still and is uncomfortable. It's not doing any damage, but it is uncomfortable. I'm not going to impose any uh, penalties to this. 
but you're uncomfortable. It's like being covered in honey. Glenn's kind of comfortable. I mean, he he was a frog before he was oh. a human. So, damn. So being covered in a honey-like substance is no problem for you. Yeah, uh, Glenn's not even phased. Okay, I'd well. probably press to digitate it at least out of his hair. You know, have a little pride. Okay, that sounds good. You're currently in the black. Uh, you have avoided both of the slimes, and you think you're going the right way. Except that's really hard to tell. Your friend, uh, James, has moved forward. And he's apparently moving at quite a pace. But just then, you hear steps. Step. 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 Echoing through the sewers. And wouldn't you know it, your boy Killer Croc is walking straight up to you. Oh shit. Um, question. Glenn's diving in for a hug immediately. Oh, I was going to ask, does he have condom over condoms over his <laughs> shoes? He doesn't wear shoes because he's he's a big old lizardy boy. OK, so no condoms on your feet. Uh, No. What, what were the condoms? again? It was the Jimmy hats. Yeah, Jimmy hats. Jimmy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Magnum worst. XLs. So you do find, though, that Snicksnack. Lord rest him, has fallen asleep. Killer Croc, you don't know how you woke up, but you feel you feel as if some divine intervention uh, just said, hey, wake up, you gotta play tonight. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that sounds about accurate. Right, right, right. But to catch you up, uh, anybody who falls asleep after um, a... Anyone who falls asleep after everybody is asleep stays asleep. But you just miraculously maybe you did too much mentos that last night i don't know whatever it is you you woke back up good job man you're strong oh yeah oh yeah all right so we've got killer croc we've got the whole party back at one place got it so you're in the blackness of the sewers um go ahead and make a survival check because you don't have the map you did look at the map let's hope you can figure out where to go just everybody can roll one. I haven't seen the map, but I'm a crocodilian type, so I rolled a 16. I'll take it. What about everybody else? I am rolling, rolling with a disadvantage. Dirty. Oh, wait, are we rolling with disadvantage? Uh, he has exhaustion. I got a dirty 20. They're both a seven. Oh, okay. Um, who had this? Uh, who had exhaustion? Was it Glenn? It was Glenn and I believe James. That's it. Okay. I'd forgotten about that, but now I remember. I'd forgotten about it too, but I'm not complaining that I forgot after I did my rolls. Hey man, the past is the past. It's okay. Woohoo! Um, Glenjamin and well, Killer Croc. Um, Glenn begins to point in a direction opposite of where the vibrations of sounds are coming from. Doesn't sound like he's right. Brother, I think you're pointing the wrong way. Try this direction here. Uh, that way, yes. Uh, Mr. Killer Croc, I believe we're supposed to avoid things, so maybe not the vibrations? Not the vibrations, no. It ain't vibing with the universe that way. Mr. Killer Croc, I just want to say I've been here the whole time, so I I think I know what's going on. I appreciate that, my friend. But I just want to say... While you've been here, this is 
my sort of area of expertise. I'm a swampy individual if you haven't caught on to it just yet. This is like home to me. A pristine sewer is home to you. <laughs> he's a, yeah. he's, he likes the swamps. Yeah. He has a home a, in the swamps. That is canon. This is the nicest goddamn swamp you have ever seen at this point. <laughs> it's much better constructed than what we got out there in the bayou. In the bayou. All right. So, everybody, you know the opposing opinions. Which way are we going? Um, with Yavari's dirty 20 and her natural instincts to just choose whatever is the opposite of what Glenn naturally wants to do <laughs> because it's usually wrong, I'm going to say the opposite of whatever Glenn chose. You're right. Yavari, you did have a dirty 20 and I forgot it. I'm sorry. Um, Killer Croc seems to be correct. Uh, Glenn, dear, why don't we go this way? Glenn just kind of shrugs and follows. I think I'm right. Um, I am going to kind of defer and motion for uh, Killer Croc to lead the way, though, because I... Yeah, that's as far as I go. <laughs> just let him lead. No, of course. He just he hops in front and says, It's just like WrestleMania 18. Croc in the front, the bat in the back. Just like old times. I well, I wouldn't necessarily call us bad. No, the bat, not bad. The bat. Oh. Sorry, I'm I laid this sure. accent on a little thick. I, I apologize. <laughs> I, um... <laughs> all right, just why don't you show us which way to go? All right, you show them the correct way to go. And now you are following in the footsteps, you hope, of uh, your friend James. It takes a little while, but you eventually come to another opening. This one's 30 by 30, just like the last opening. Um, And in this room, you can see where water is leaking out of the ceiling. The walls are smooth. Nothing stands out about them. However, you do note that the walls are leaking with water. That water is going into the bottom of the pit. And the water is slowly being sucked up by something. I believe I know what I have to do. And Glenn starts charging. Glenn. Glenn, don't. Glenn, stop. Low man, they don't want to do this. Oh, hey, Glenn, it's underwater, though. Scared. It's underwater, though, right? No, it's not underwater. It's actually completely dry, uh, but something's sucking up all the water. Just <laughs> sucking it all up. Glenn, I'm pretty sure we can progress without fighting or getting absorbed into additional gelatinous cubes. Mr. Croc, um, what do you propose? Well, for one, my name is Zark. I can't believe y'all forgot that. Uh, Number two. (laughs) Number two. I propose not going into the sucking thing. That thing out of y'all just talking about some some slimes. I didn't see no slimes or nothing. Or cubes, you said gelatinous cubes. I had some jello shots, but no cubes. I don't even know how I missed them. I just did. Well, there are some quite large gelatinous cubes that uh, gave us just a little bit of trouble, but nothing we couldn't handle, obviously. Obviously, obviously. You Hmm. say as Glenn is covered in goop, except he's not anymore, (laughs) because... Yeah, I would have been, like, prestidigitating him as we walked. I'm I'm just like, I can't stay to look at him like that. Ugh. It's like got a slightly acidic smell. He just smells like batteries at this point. Oh, I 
Oh <laughs> the worst. It's just steadily tapping the Warhammer on the ground, and you hear the squeak, squeak, squeak. Could right. I roll a survival check on on the thing that's sucking everything down to see if it's like to see if it's ident- if I can identify anything just natural or abnormal that shouldn't be going on with this. Absolutely. Go ahead. It would be more. Hmm. We'll let it slide. Uh, yeah, go for survival. That is a 17. Nice. So I'll tell you this, this thing's not natural. Uh, it seems to be engineered, um, gelatinous cubes that you may have heard about before. Uh, they seek out people and uh, sit in one place. They're obviously very hard to see because they are uh, clear. But these don't necessarily seek out people. They're, it looks like it's seeking out things. So when something hits the ground itself, like the vibration of it, it follows that vibration uh, and seeks to absorb, absorb it. This is a very good way to build a sewer system uh, because you know that these gelatinous cubes will have something absorbed and completely eradicated within about a day. So all that poop goes away. Leaves you with a real clean city. So, in order to not get them to chase you, you figure that just don't cause any vibrations. We should probably be extra, extra sneaky. Uh, Has anyone got any sneaking abilities? Anyone Uh, know how to magic up some sneakery? Okay, okay, okay. What I would like to do is use my shape water cantrip with all of this water that is dripping. Kind of collect it and start like spinning it, but like hitting it up against the wall kind of like away from us so that the slimes or whatever will like be more attracted to that and then we can maybe creep past it. Smart. Okay, let's do it. So, is that what you want to do? Because we'll go. That is what I would like to try. What I want to do is try that first and like hold up a finger for everybody to like watch and wait and see if that works. It only has a range of 30 feet, but you said the room was 30 feet? Yeah, 30 by 30. Well, it's it's long as hell, but you could reach past it and sure, yeah. Yeah, that's what I would like to try and then see if it works before we move forward. Okay. You begin tippy-tapping the water onto the side of the metal sewer uh, wall, and the gelatinous cube moves about five feet forward, and you can see its tendrils try and reach out against the water. And it does suck up the water, and it's it's very happy with that, satisfied. So long as you keep, so long as you keep tippy tapping the water on the wall, the tendrils are pretty much entirely focused on it. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna motion for everybody to be super quiet and slow. All right. And see if we can stealth past it while I just keep this up. Everyone, give me a stealth check real quick. Oh, oh here we with advantage. go. With advantage. So if with you have advantage. exhaustion. It's just going to even out, but with advantage well, because you are a smart ooh. coach. Uh, not only do I have uh, exhaustion, but I have disadvantage on stealth checks. God yeah, bless you, Glenn. Oh, so you're still you're back down to disadvantage then. <laughs> yeah, mine wasn't great. That was a 14, probably, you know, the Jimmy hats on my boots. <laughs> uh, my what first was a 23. Fuck? Nice. Yeah, my second was an 18. Okay. Uh, the Jimmy hats. I want to talk about it. <laughs> what is it, Gary? So, 
My first roll was a nat 20. Okay. Fuck. Second roll was a three. Mm. Why are What's like the total this? of that? Three. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. That's, okay. a, that, that's our Glenn. All right. <laughs> that's he, our Glenn. I'm not going to ask anybody else at this point. Okay, so uh, you all get down. Yavara, you're nice and sneaky as you're controlling the water. Um, fuck, I forgot to take this one. Killer Croc, give me a, a, a survival check again. Yeah, sure. Just to know where you're going. Do, 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 do. Oh, that's only an 11. Okay. You got a good idea of where the vibrations are coming from, but with Yuvari's um, tippy-tapping, it's hard to tell. Oh, no. That's, I just need a dice. Give me a dice. Roll D100, because I'm too lazy to use the dice that are already on my desk. <laughs> Roll a D100. Mad respect. I've got, I've got my dice. Uh, actually, right yeah. Why don't I just get you to roll a D100? Yeah, oh no, who's rolling a D100? That'll be me. Digital oh, D100. Here we go. Uh, that's a 76. Understood. You're pretty confident that the right way to go is off to the left. So the way these uh, openings work is there's a ladder downward into the pit itself and another ladder going up on all four sides of the pit. But you're fairly confident that to the left is where you want to go. So you get down. Everybody's nice and sneaky. Yavari's sneaky. Killer Croc is sneaky. You guys are really doing it. And then Glenn, at the very last, <laughs> jumps down. Boom! And immediately the tendrils stop fucking with the water and begin moving towards you. Glenn in particular, but it is 30 by 30. So it's just a big wall of gelatinous cube coming towards <laughs> all of you. Um, I would like to, if I can, um, I want to try to disorient it. Can I cast Toll the Dead on it to see if that, like, fucks with it? Mm. Oh, I should have tried it first. Let me see. Toll the Dead. spell sound. Because, like, in my head, it would be, like, slapping the top of a bowl of jello and just, like, jiggling the whole thing. Maybe that'll help. Maybe it won't. <laughs> smack that jello. Has nobody ever done that? Just, like, smack the jello. <laughs> All right. In that I, case, that's what we'll do. I've definitely done that, but it's because I'm weird and I don't like jello. I mean, we all do it. We just don't talk about it. <laughs> All right. Uh, it fails its wisdom saving throw. Yay! Sweet. So it will take that 1d8 necrotic damage if you got it for it. Alright. I probably should have rolled first. Uh, well, actually, it's 2d8. Because of my sorcery <laughs> level. So that's uh, <laughs> mirroring that uh, Andrew energy. That's a 13 uh, points of, I guess that's necrotic damage? Of necrotic damage on a giant gelatinous yeah. cube. You've done it. It's oh, hurt. Good. It dies. Oh, shit. That was it? No, no it doesn't. I was <laughs> like, what the fuck is this cube? <laughs> I was like, the fuck is this? The other one it's is like, so robust. Just imagine a large, gelatinous, clear wall, and you just see a little puff of magic go. <laughs> and that's that's what happened. I was like, fuck, did we pop it like a water balloon? <laughs> like, what the shit? However, uh, the loud crash of the bell, the sound of the dolorous bell, uh, does stop 
the gelatinous cube from moving forward. You have an opening. You may want to go up that goddamn ladder. What are you guys doing? Probably going up that goddamn ladder. Oh. Yeah, I'm booking hmm. it for the ladder. Okay, so you guys do do what I say. Yeah, Glenn's <laughs> bringing up the rear while going up the ladder. Okay. Uh, act- actually, since I'm the beefiest of boys, <laughs> uh, Zark is going to stay down there and says, go, go, go. I'll be the last one up. Y'all be safe up there. Okay. Everybody makes it up the ladder. Everything's good. Zark, Ooh. as you're the last to go back up, the gelatinous cube stops being shaken, and you can see a tendril reach out towards your leg, make a dexterity saving throw. I look at it and say, ooh, gross. I don't like you. Okay. Uh, so apparently, I can add my shield's uh, AC bonus mm-hmm. to a dex saving throw, and okay. that is a two. I've never seen that before. That's cool. I'm pretty sure my shield is a plus two shield. Uh, yeah, it adds plus two to my AC, so an 11 becomes a 13, which is still not great. Still not great, sorry. But the good news is you managed to move your foot out of the way. Actually, no, it catches you, and then you kick your foot out. It just didn't have a good enough grip. However, you feel like you just skirted by that one. Uh, if it wasn't for your shield, which you somehow used, you might have gotten caught. Uh, what I think what I did was I... Uh, it came down, the tentacle came down, and I just took my shield off my back and went, no, smack. <laughs> All right. Uh, you smack it away, and you are able to make it up the ladder. Everyone is alive. Nobody has gotten inhaled quite yet. Not Moving forward. Yeah, right. Moving forward. Um, who's in front? What's the marching order? What's your marching order at this point? I think it's Yuvari first, followed by Glenn, followed by Killer Croc. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah, I had that good survival check earlier if we're still going off of that. Yeah. Yuvari, uh, you have dark vision, and you do see something at the next opening. Um, At the bottom of the 30 by 30, which of course will have another gelatinous cube, surprise, surprise, (laughs) you see a small black object. Uh, it seems to be in the shape of a some sort of knife, and it is stuck into the metal sewer system. In order to get something like that stuck, it looks to be a thrown weapon uh, because it doesn't have a true handle on it. Uh, in order to get something like that stuck would require an incredible amount of strength. Um, but you can't quite make out what it is until you go down there. Knowing a gelatinous cube is there, maybe hard to see. What are you doing? Ooh. Um, is it stuck in, it's stuck in like a metal thing? Yeah, it's stuck in the metal sidewalls. So imagine the entire sewer is made of metal or metal siding, at least. Okay. I was like, that's a lot of metal. I was envisioning mostly concrete. Um, yeah, I would imagine concrete like backings, but metal on the sides so you can scrape it clean with acid all the time forever. Okay. Um, so it's like in the middle of this thing, but like underneath the gelatinous cube? Well, you can't tell if a gelatinous cube is there. Okay. Um, I'm going to kind of get close to the edge very carefully. Is there water dripping again in this spot? This time you don't see any water. It's completely dry. Ugh. Okay. Um, so wait, is this knife on the wall or below the cube or... Tell me one more. Uh, it is in the ground, like shoved in the ground. But under the cube? You can't tell there's a cube. 
Ah, oh, fuck. You are, you, are you trying to trick me here? <laughs> no, I just was like, wait, where's the cube? Um, okay. Can I edge up closer to this and make a perception check to see? Oh, wait, no. You know what? What I'm going to do... I have items that I can use um, for this, I think. Uh, In my gear, I have pythons. Can I just, like, chuck one of those bad boys and try to hit the uh, stuck dagger with it and just see if it goes through? Uh, At this point, the DM would say, what the fuck is a python? Uh, It's the... It's the steel spike with an eye through which you can loop a rope, according to the D&D Beyond description. It's like the rock climbing shit. That's what that thing is called? Crazy. We learn it. Crazy, right? (laughs) And I hope I'm pronouncing it right. I've heard multiple people say Python, so... Uh, You know, speaking of words that we learned, you know, the big... All right, so you're on a boat, right? And there's the big stick, and then there's a... um, a piece of cloth to it, you know, the sail, right? You know what the big stick is called? The mast? It's actually called the frizzin. What the fuck? The, the frizzin comes off of the mast. I'm just kidding. It's not called the frizzin. I just actually made that word is up. Is it not a frizzin? All right, so... We... <laughs> I was like, I thought that was a mast. I know a tiny bit. <laughs> I, just, I just made up frizzin. Uh, it sounds right, though, right? Hey, you know, <laughs> we have to sell it now, Kyler. We do have to sell it. I was like, two people are saying it. It must be true. <laughs> yeah. And the front to dungeon mastering. Now the frizzin comes off of the mast towards the front of the boat, and the brizzin goes right. off to the back. And you have to know the difference between your frizzin and your brizzin, you've already. Mm-hmm. And you know how like there's port side and starboard side, like you actually have the prison and the srizzin. And they come off on the other side. <laughs> See, it was believable until you said prison. <laughs> would to quote point. Andrew, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, but yeah, so with the fuck, what, what were you doing again? Oh, yeah. You I was were going to do a thing. Oh, you're throwing a python. Okay. Well, I was like, ch- like tossing it like underhand. I'm not trying to do anything fancy with it. I'm just trying to like throw it and land it like really close to this dagger if I can, and just see, you know, if there's anything there, land any kind of traps or some shit. All right. You throw the the python, and it goes in midair and stops, and you just hear this like, Goo! and it goes yeah, into the cube, and then begins to deteriorate. And that's interesting because this particular knife that is in the ground is not deteriorating at all. Okay. Um, there's no water to distract it with. And the sides are metal. And so there's no like... So would concrete be considered stone in any way? For the sake of the mold earth spell, which includes... uh stone you're gonna ruin a whole sewer system okay yeah go for it no i, I just wanted to take like a no 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 big champ you got um it. i want to take basically a fist-sized chunk of this cement um from wherever and just start maybe clanging it against the metal wall of the sewer Sure. Okay, so there's the metal wall and then the cement. So the cement would be behind the metal wall. I guess you could take a bit of concrete and just start tip-tapping it. That makes yeah. sense to me. 
Yeah, not, right. not, not trying to destroy anything. Just, like, you know, see if I can get this invisible cube to, like, do that. Okay. <laughs> Instead of fuck with us. Uh, you do so. And the gelatinous cube begins moving towards the sound. Slowly but surely. Eventually freeing up the, what looks to be a thrown dagger that is blade on all sides. All right. Um... Can I try to sneak up? Like, okay, so this is down in the pit thing, and I gotta climb down there to grab it, and then we gotta decide which direction to go after that? Yep. Oh, which direction looks like the best? You guys can all make another survival check. Another one? Uh, Okay. Okay, okay, okay. Ah, fuck. Uh, So that is an unlucky 13 on my survival check. Anybody else? Um, ooh, that is a seven. Okay. I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> Gary. You have the highest score. I want you to roll a D100. <laughs> oh. oh, no. Uh, where's the D100? I'm just going to go with D&D Beyond. Kyler, I should probably inform you that I got a nat one. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I got uh, a whopping eight on my D100. Very well. All right, so you get down there. To quote Gary, quoting me, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> <laughs> Same. You get down there, and you manage to get hands on the blade. It is kind of tough to pull out, as it was jammed in there with a lot of force. And since the thing is blade on all sides, you can't really get a good grip. Make a strength check to see if you can try and pull it out. Oh, I'm the literal worst in the party for this. Oh my gosh, my fucking hey, you're the one up there. Modifier. Uh, that could have been worse. That was a thirteen. Thirteen. Okay. You managed to pull it, but it budges a little, but it's still pretty goddamn stuck. Okay. Uh, I'm gonna motion for Killer Croc Zog. Is that what you had said? Zarg. Zarg. Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Yuvari doesn't say that. That is Abby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to motion for Zarg to be quiet and sneak down there because he's not wearing a shitload of armor like Glenn. And I'm going to like stare daggers at Glenn and be like, shut the fuck up and stay. But I'm going to motion for Zarg to come and help with it. All right. Zarg, you get down there real easy. Uh, You see the dagger and it's stuck pretty good into the metal. Give me a strength check to try and pull it back. Pull it out. I will strengthen. Uh, pff, that's a 12. Oh, God. It's in there good. I don't think it's coming out. You inspect this little dagger as you're close to it now. It seems to be, and bear with me here as I try to explain what this looks like. It seems to be bladed on all sides. There's not a real place to hold it except on the sides where it's dull. Um, and it looks like it's in the shape of a wolf. The dagger? Huh. Or the yeah. pommel? Less dagger, more like a boomerang type of deal. Can I try to jam in... So I have daggers myself. Can I try to, like, carefully wedge another one in there to try to, like, use that leverage to wiggle the first one out, like, loosen it, I guess? That's sure. an option. You can okay. give it a try. I would like to do that. I don't know what check that would be. Give me a dexterity check. As you start digging in there while you're rolling the dice, 
as you start digging in there, you start feeling something. It's like almost like acid on your skin. And as you look over to your left, the extremely hard to see gelatinous cube is actually really, really close. You might want to hurry up and make that dexterity check. Oh, that's a 17. You get it out in the nick of time as a uh, tendril comes directly at you and Killer Croc. Both of you make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Oh, boy. I'm going to do this dexterity saving throw. <sighs> Not as good, uh, though, not then I've got to take a phone call, so I'll be right back. Okay. I am really happy that I just kind of fucking got through there and just dipped. Because y'all sound so, like you're having a fucking blast. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm going to come back to you, James. You're not done. Uh, again, it's an 11, but with my shield, it's a uh, plus two with my shield, so a 13. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So you block the tendril, but you've already... All of my ass. <laughs> oh, what, what, what did you get? Uh, no, I got an eight, so maybe not that bad, but... Oh, it's okay, Yvari. It's fine. Um, Killer Croc, you block the tendril, and you, you move a little bit ways back. As you look to your friend, Yuvari, you notice that the tendril has completely grabbed her, and she is now engulfed in the um, gelatinous cube. Good job. Hey, Yuvari. <laughs> Hi. You take... Yeah, you've already is engulfed, is engulfed. It's 3d6. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> roll that out. You've already, you are highly uncomfortable as you take a total whopping six points of acid damage. Dying. Uh, you're pretty much on the last, last breath at this point, um, yep. which is very accurate because you find yourself within the acid itself. Uh, you oh. are now stuck. Zorg, Zarg is there, but he has pulled out his cell phone is now talking to someone. <laughs> <laughs> I think this Glenn is a good time Jimin. to hop over to James. Yeah. Glenjamin? Yep. It is up to you. <laughs> oh, uh, Glenn has not been paying attention. He's just kind of sitting crisscross applesauce at the top of the ladder. Oh, no. Okay, James. <laughs> he was told to stay back and shut up. That's exactly <laughs> what the fuck you did, too. You've already, you're having a horrible time. We're going to come back to you. Fuck. <laughs> hey, James, how you doing, man? Uh, from better than what was just happening, but uh, you're already telling me to curb my enthusiasm. So let's do this. You should. James, you are following the path correctly. Uh, you're, you're following the red lines. You've taken a left, a right, everywhere. You're quite a ways away from your, uh, comrades at this point. And all of a sudden you hear the sounds of a massive thumping. Boom. 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 It's coming from dead ahead in the darkness. What in the fresh hell? What are you doing? Oh boy. Um, boom. Okay, I'm I'm reading my spells again, real quick. Pow, pow, pow. You're a cleric, use inflict wounds. <laughs> and as you're deciding what to do, as you're hearing these noises, it suddenly stops and silence falls. 
Well, well, that definitely don't sound good. No. So, James, right. it's silent. Um, well, okay. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, real quick, just kind of say to myself a short little meaningless prayer, as far as in James' mind, and I'm gonna ever so slowly just try to see if I can edge my way forward to figure out what the hell made that noise. But I'm moving as slowly and as quietly as I can. Okay. If I had music, which I usually play music in my games, but I I know you guys are using a podcast and uh, music is hard to do. Um, There is an extremely tense feeling as you're walking down this corridor towards the silence. You can feel your heart pounding in your chest as every step seems longer and longer. As you get closer, you can hear the sounds of whimpering. (laughs) And the sounds of someone in extreme pain are the only things you hear coming from that direction. Do you keep on going forward? Hmm. Yeah, well, I, I do keep moving forward. Because James is now in intent on trying to find out who is in pain. Um, but what I'm going to do uh, is before, like upon hearing that, I'm going to cast, um, I'm going to just cast a cantrip light. Um, can I move this at all? I cannot move this. Well, I... Well, I know before I had casted it on the on the Jimmy hat or the condom I got from Glenn. Yeah, um, I'm gonna I'm gonna check my pockets just for something. Um, I'm gonna just grab any object, like small object, and cast light on it that I can throw ahead of me. Um, uh, okay, there's some solidified gelatinous cube. Fuck it, you you get it. <laughs> Uh, and is it the cube that's actually making that noise, or is that all I see? Um, uh, like the, the noise of pain. Uh, that's all you see. But as you throw, are you just throwing the? Um, uh, I'm imagining solid. I get like a like a coin, like some change out of my pocket, casting oh, yeah. light and just chucking it. Right, that probably makes more sense. Forgive me, you're damn stupid. Okay, so uh, you throw the light. And it eventually lands into the next clearing, which is another 30 by 30. And down there, you can see just shadows on the wall uh, from the light itself. And there, and there is a large shadow of a man hunched over in an odd position. And he seems to be in pain. All right. I'm going to just, I'm going to go, all right. Uh, don't, now don't you worry nothing. I'm, I'm on my way. Oh. I'm on my- no, wait. He's here. He's he's uh, here. Uh, um, who who's here, son? He he starts looking up. Uh can as you inch towards the edge, you can see that this guy is actually handcuffed. Uh his face is beat the fuck in. And he looks at you dead in your eyes and he says, "The wolf is here." And he starts going silent, looking around with fear in his eyes, expecting whatever just beat him up to come back. 
Well, well, shit, son. I don't know nothing about no wolf, but whether he's here or not, we gotta get you the hell out of here. I gotta get the hell out of here. Um, I'm gonna... <laughs> of course I don't have... <laughs> you can tell that I'm not used to playing spellcasters. One, I have to keep looking at my spells, and then two, <laughs> I don't have, like, detect magic on me. <laughs> um... So I, I'm going to, I am going to go ahead and I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him. Okay. Uh, I'm going to cast Cure Wounds on him. And wh- while I'm casting it, I'm going to just really quick, just be like cast it. And while casting it, like ask him like, well, whatever this wolf is, you see which way he went? Uh, his eyes were... You know how you punch somebody in the eye and they swell the fuck up? Uh, oh, they were God. all swollen. And he says, I didn't, I didn't see him. I was just down here uh, oh, doing some business. Thank you, sir. I really, really appreciate it. No, don't mind it at all. What's your name, son? Jim Bob Thornton. Jim Bob. Nice to meet you, Jim Bob. It's a shame you're not the fellow I'm looking for. Hey, man, I, I, I don't care what fella you're looking for. You go down that way, you're finding something bad. I assume you're here what I'm here for. Eh, I wouldn't assume so much. What you down here for? Come on, man. I'm, I'm scoring crank. Well, shit. Are you, are you not here to score no crank? Not necessarily scoring crank, but at least trying to figure out who's on the pipeline for some crank. Make a perception check. Ooh, 22. You catch the fleeting movement in the darkness on the top of the uh, ceiling. As you look up to see what that movement was, which the other guy, Jim Bob, didn't even notice at all, you see nothing there. You feel like something is in here watching you. Hmm. Well, Jim Bob, we're going to have to cut this conversation short because... I think your friend made his way back. And uh okay, I, I'm I gotta I gotta get into character and this is gonna be so shitty. I I am now going to cast command on Jim Bob and hmm. I want because I wanna I I'm gonna cast command on him and it's gonna be now head over head over to your friend. I wanna move him to where the movement came from. Okay. Um, he can't fly. It is 30 feet up. Oh, it's he, like 30 feet up? Okay, never yeah, mind. He was on this, mind. The, the movement was on the ceiling itself, but he does walk over to where the movement yeah. was. And, and I, I do want to be loud. And it's like, all right, now that you're over there, let's figure out, figure out what your friends doing over here. And I'm now going to cast Guiding Bolt up there. Um, starting to run low in slots. Ah, all right. So that is a, f- a flash of light streaks towards. Yeah. And- all right. You cast a flash of light, and nothing is in that corner. Whatever it was, snuck past you just barely. Oh well, that can't be good. So on D and D terms, its stealth roll was just a hair higher than what you had. Oh no. <laughs> That can't be good. All right, Jim Bob. Let's uh 
let's go on out of here. You go ahead and you go ahead and just keep a keep watch over there. And I'm gonna use Jim Bob as a shield. <laughs> like I'm gonna be on him, and I'm gonna start moving, trying to get out of here. Okay, back to Yuvari, Glenn, and Killer Croc. 131, 132. Oh, no. <laughs> I didn't know you could count that high. <laughs> Killer Croc, um, you get off the phone. And as you turn around, you don't see Yavari anymore. Uh, in fact, you, you may hear, Yuvari, hey, Yavari, you mind doing some acting for me? Uh, muffle yourself and scream. Just like, <laughs> yeah, you hear that. Uh, intern friend. I think uh, I think our friend here is in a bit of bit of trouble. We better save her. One hundred thirty-seven. Uh, One hundred thirty-eight. No, no, hey, no, no counting, no counting. Yvari, take another. Uh, and he pulls out his. <laughs> he pulls out his maul to uh, get ready to smack on the slime. Okay, that works. You've already taken another nine points of acid damage. Oh, no. Of course I do. Uh, you're also suffocating, but this is D and D, and we're actually out of combat, so you're gonna die pretty quick. All right, so yeah. Killer Croc, you got your your mace out. You're gonna start swinging. Uh, it's a big ass wall. You imagine his AC is pretty goddamn low. So go for it. I take a swing. Really? Uh, that's fine. A 16 to hit. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So that's gonna be my first, and that's gonna be. Uh, 10 points of bludgeoning damage. Okay. Cool. That's what and I imagine I'm gonna gelatinous cube makes when you hit it. Take Ooh. another swing. Ooh, a nat 20. Nice. So this is going to be 4d6 plus 3. And that's going to be a whopping 17 uh, bludgeoning damage. Hell yeah. So two swift strikes against the gelatinous cube. It takes them. And seems relatively okay, because the DM probably failed to tell you, and uh, you didn't know. Mm-hmm. Uh, you could actually utilize your action to save, or try and save, Yavari. Ah, uh, that's true. I could have done that, but I was trying to dig her out. I mean, too. But I, I get it, I get it. But it's uh, a failing on my part, not, I didn't mention. It's not quite working the way I was hoping it would. Glenn! 207? No, stop damn counting. Stop your damn counting and help me out here. I'm counting the ceiling tiles. I was told to stay up here and not make any major noise. Okay, now we need you to make some noise or come down here and save your your boss. As you say that, uh, Killer Croc, make another dexterity saving throw. Sure. Gonna say a curse word. <laughs> sure, sure. Oh no, that's a natty one. Oh my god, <laughs> Glenn! You witness as you argue along with Killer Croc. Killer Croc also gets absorbed into the gelatinous cube. Sorry, buddy. Uh, you take fucking. I hate that I have to click this three times. Uh, <laughs> eleven points of acid damage. Oh no, that's not terrible. Yeah, but you also can't breathe. Oh, that's right. Well, actually, I can. I can hold my breath for 15 minutes. Oh, you're set for a little while. What the fuck? <laughs> You've already, how long can you hold your breath? Uh, Four minutes. I have a plus three to my constitution. Glenn, you feel I'm like you have a little bit of time, it. but it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I 
I yeah. don't have that much HP. I'm a fucking sorcerer <laughs> warlock. So uh, we all know the way time works in D&D. If you're in battle, it's about six seconds per turn. We're not in combat, I, I must remind you. So uh, your time is a little more limited here. Glenn, uh, you can see that your friends are both in trouble. Everybody, could you make some muffled screams for me? I like that you took turns. <laughs> Upon hearing Glenn get down here and save your boss, Glenn has already made a like leap off the ladder, and he is running towards Slime to pull Yavari out. The heroic music swells as you get there. And in your mind, you feel like everyone is counting on you right at this moment. Glenjamin Franklin Honeydeer. And I don't know if that's your name. I'm just calling you that. Uh, it's uh, Glenjamin fucking Honeydeer. Glenjamin fucking Honeydeer. Glenjamin fucking Honeydeer. Everyone depends on you in this one moment. You take your action. You steal yourself. You reach into the gelatinous cube and you make a strength check. And it's at disadvantage, of course. Oh, Glenn, Glenn, Glenn. Oh, it's a nine. <laughs> that can only be a good thing, right? So, like, the first thing that popped into my head was the We're All in This Together song from fucking high school musical, where that's like the only line I know is We're All in This we're Together. We're All in This Together. <laughs> Glenjamin. <laughs> oh my god. As you reach into the gelatinous cube, you fail the strength check. Oh, no. You take eight points of acid damage, and you find yourself unable to quite breathe. As now the entire party is stuck in a gelatinous cube. I would like to rage. We can't cast spells, can we? So, what you can do in the gelatinous cube... Um... <laughs> Hang on. Uh, Engulf creature can't breathe, is restrained, and uh, takes 66 acid damage at the start of each of the cube's turns. When the cube moves, when the cube, fuck, I can't say that. When the cube moves, the engulf creature moves with it. An engulf creature can try to escape by making a strength check. On a success, you will escape. So, all of you can try to escape, but we're going to see about that. Another question. So, mm-hmm. technically, we can't breathe in, but can we breathe out to do a verbal component of a spell? I'll say yes. I would like to Misty step out now that I'm <laughs> that fucking spell. Good job. All right, you do. Damn it. Okay. Oh. And I, I would like to rage. Okay. And because uh, my rage is uh, Totem Warrior, uh, I have the totem spirit of the bear, which means I'm resistant to all damage except for psychic. So now I'm resistant to acid damage. Yep. Yay. And you can breathe a real long time. And I can breathe a real long time. Or hold your breath. And I also you. have advantage on strength saving checks. Oh. Yeah. Okay. That'll be your turn. Well, no, that's a bonus action. So no, do it. Do it. Do do whatever you got to do. Um, I'm going to try to burst out of there. Okay. Um, and I see, I do see Glenn there and he's not looking so good. So I'm going to heroically 
wrap my arm around his waist uh, as I use my other hand to just try and burst out of there. Uh, so uh, attack or strength save? I would say a strength save at advantage, but if you're going to try and save Glenn at the same time for a twofer, let's call it a strength check at disadvantage. Um, while he's doing that, can I make it a uh, misty step as a bonus action? Okay, excellent. Hey, that works. Uh, while he's doing that to make it just straight instead of disadvantage, can I cast yeah. Toll the Dead to try to, like, fuck with it again? Uh, you can. And, yeah, it's just going to be a straight roll, uh, Killer Croc, after some thinking about it. That works for me. Oh, motherfuck. Uh, that is a nine only. Oh, no. You are in there, and you have Glenn, and you now hold hands, and everything's nice. Aw. What were you doing, Yuvari? Uh, I was trying to cast Toll the Dead to, like, disorient it again and see if I can get it to, like, chill the fuck out just a little bit. Okay. You know, her uh, tears. You do Toll the Dead. I am not even going to bother with that wisdom saving throw. It's not going to make it, okay? It's yeah, not. I, so. <laughs> I know. A little bit uh, of gaming, sorry. <laughs> right. Go ahead and do that 2d8. Uh, that's another 13, because I'm rolling oh. pretty good. Watch okay. me roll trash from now on. You guys have done some decent hey, damage. Hey, you are, you are allowed to roll good since how many nat ones have we got between Alex and Gary? That's true. Somebody's got to roll <laughs> middle of the road over here. Uh, yeah, but that was 13 uh, necrotic damage. Oh, wait. Toll the Dead. Is that the one where it does extra? If it's hurt? It's already taken damage, hasn't it? Yes, it has. Okay, so with Toll the Dead, it takes, <laughs> I was going to say it takes 2d12, but I rolled 13 again on 2d12, <laughs> so it just doesn't matter. 13. <laughs> 13, okay. Got it noted. All right. It is now disoriented, so any attempt to try and save it within the next one round, which we're out of combat, so it's just going to be your you know, two more actions until it's turn, uh, will be at advantage. What you got, Glenn? Yeah, what you got, Glenn? Uh, Glenn can't quite communicate with anyone right now because, you know, he's breathed in a lot of slime. But uh, uh, Zark has arms wrapped around Glenn. And Glenn just saw Yavari Misty Step. So Glenn is going to channel everything within him to Misty Step and somehow try to take Zark with him. Sacrificing... Mm. His last uh, second level spell slot. Ugh. He's had he a third take spell slot. I know he can't take anyone with him, but Glenn believes he can. I don't. Hang on. Let me let me really read this real quick. No, I mean, I'm resistant to acid damage and I'm a strong boy right now. So what'll just happen is, you know, you'll be in my arms nice and cuddly and safe yeah. and then poof, gone. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I was gonna say. You you just poof out, and you're good, yeah. but your boy's still in there. Like like I said, Glenn believes he can do it. Gary, the player, knows he can't pull Zark out, but Glenn <laughs> believes he can. And now that he's popped out, he's just like, "Hey, oh, oh no, oh." All right. So now, Killer Croc, you are stuck within the gelatinous cube. You begin to struggle. And begin to break your way out of there. And all of a sudden, there's a small but piercing tanking noise coming directly from the top of the gelatinous cube. You can see a blade 
go into the cube, embed itself in the ground, and all of a sudden the cube whoosh, turns into water. Uh, um, this blade seems to be of the same shape as the last one. It's a wolf. Ooh, that's cool. Upon uh, seeing uh, Zark freed, Glenn immediately runs in for a hug and says, I'm sorry, Mr. Zark. I, I thought I could take you with me. Uh, he's still very much raging, but he's going to control the rage and say, I know you did, son, but next time, try a little harder. Can I make a perception check to see if I can figure out where that blade came from? Yes. All right, I'm going to do the thing. I'm not going to do the thing that was an eight. (laughs) I'm going to do you one better. As you're looking around, uh, turning your head, looking all around the way, in the darkness, a figure says, Are you safe? Well, technically we are now. Um, Are you the one we can thank for that uh, save? Depends on your actions down here. And the figure steps from the darkness, jumps down the ladder, lands on a like a three point superhero landing, <laughs> and then rises. Um, it is clothed completely yeah. in black. It's a humanoid figure, and it's quite large. Uh, we're talking it's at least six foot seven, and you can tell by its shape and by its green skin coming out of the bottom of a cow where you can just see its tusks and its green, manly, handsome ass jaw. Uh, it seems to be a massive orc in a black costume, complete with a cape. And on its chest, emblazoned, is the shape of a wolf. Glenn immediately says, Where's Jacob? <laughs> <laughs> Who is Jacob? Oh, I'm I'm sorry. I thought we were doing the movie thing. I'm I'm really sorry. He says, "I trust you know who I am." Jacob. I am Wolfbat. the flying fox. Wolfbat. <laughs> oh, he's you're not the flying fox. Not that makes most sense. No, I wrestle him every once in a while. He dresses he dresses like you, but a little bit more ostentatiously. Now that I can see you, you are members of the Pride. Very well. What is your business down here in these sewers? Ne'er-do-wells. They lurk here. Well, first off, I would like to compliment your aesthetic. I am 100% digging that. Uh, Second, thank you for the save. Third, we are looking for a gentleman named uh, Jacob, and I assure you, as soon as we find him, we are intending to leave post-haste without disturbing or bothering anyone or anything else. That is our only goal here. I promise you, I am not a fan of the sewers. You can have them. Hmm. Jacob Weinbacher. He's one of the leaders of this drug-smuggling clan. They've been using these sewers, and I've been tracking them down for months. I will not have this trade in my city. Pride, if you are as good as they say you are on TV, assist me in taking down this group. And Glenn says, Jacob's been smuggling drugs in and out of these sewers for years. How come no one's doing anything to stop it? Why are you doing that voice? <laughs> yeah, I, stop doing that voice. That's a little bit I'm disrespectful. Just... <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. I thought we were doing the movie thing. 
You know, Glenn. the movie about the vigilante that Falcon <laughs> and yeah just to say this guy is clearly just batman except he's not batman he is wolf bat he's the wolf so, bat and he's yeah, an orc not copyrighted. Too, so. yeah not copyrighted <laughs> but for the players it's clearly god da- i mean come on it's batman oh, no he's wolf bat wolf bat <laughs> I'm glad uh, tears at this point. Just man bear pig. <laughs> uh, Zark has pulled out his uh, his phone and he's furiously texting uh, uh, Flying Fox and say, bro, you won't believe this. There's a guy <laughs> dressed just like you down here. You are, you must be really inspiring the children with your act. It's incredible. Are you, you all right if I take a selfie with you, brother? No. I think he'd like it. No, no. All right. Well, that's fine. There's justice to be done. I saw another with your insignia. Wow. Is this what we're doing, Captain? (laughs) So you guys have now met Wolfbat, uh, the legendary figure of Manbrew. He keeps Manbrew safe at night. No one knows who he is, but he is quite clearly an orc. Have we met any prominent orcs? Like vigilante-sized, wealthy orcs? Make a history check at disadvantage. I already have a negative one, so that's not going to be much of an issue. Hell yeah. <laughs> right. uh, first roll. <laughs> I saw that. <laughs> I saw that. I don't know if you saw my roll in there. I was like, I'll roll uh-huh. just in case. It's a three for me. Okay. I'm not even I'm not even worried about it. That's a, a natural one minus one. <laughs> You know of no prominent orcs. Uh, Glenn has a 12. Still no prominent orcs. But you remember something that someone said about someone's race. I'm, I'm 100% convinced that uh, this, is, this is my wrestling uh, arch rival uh, Flying Fox just in real armor instead of just like stage costume. <laughs> Glenn right. is too busy crying to think about anything right now. So, upon meeting you, Wolfbat turns his back towards you and starts uh, heading down the corridor. I believe you have a friend down this way. I was tracking your Jacob Weinbachler. He had a friend try to attack me. Wait, uh, don't, don't you have like an elf girlfriend or something? Do what? Elf girlfriend? Don't you have an elf girlfriend? What is your name? Uh, Glenn fucking Honeydeer. Well, I am the fucking wolf bat. <laughs> I, I'm, I didn't choose my name. Glenn, dear. And he turns Why? around and starts walking off. <sighs> He's definitely not the family-friendly individual like Flying Fox. Although he still could be. I've never <sighs> seen him without his mask. I remember some elf crying about her Orc boyfriend, I think. I don't. Oh, that was a different guy because you saw that guy. He oh, was sleeping. Yeah, <laughs> yeah completely well, different. Glenn, guy. Glenn believes that that is the case. <laughs> Glenn, dear, um, what I believe just happened is you um, roped us into a bunch of additional work because the original agreement was basically just to retrieve this Jacob person, and now we're apparently taking down a whole drug ring. 
And I don't believe there's any compensation in it for us. So next time, why don't you let me do the talking? Maybe we can at least get some money out of it. Thank you, Prime Minister Fuck, or Fuck for this. <sighs> I just <laughs> give him a couple head pats and follow. Wolf They're very condescending. <laughs> Your friend Jacob may be the reason why the city sleeps. We must stop him before the city stays asleep. Um, I would like to clarify that he is in no way, shape, or form our friend. We were just retrieving him for someone else. Um, I've never met him, and I don't believe any of us have, so any of his wrongdoings, I would like to put out a disclaimer, they are not ours. Retrieve him for who? I forgot the lady's name. Mm. Was it for Some Fox? school mom. Uh, uh, she worked for Hibari. Prime Minister Fuck. For what? I don't know. I I don't know. Does this have anything to do with the horn that was sitting on top of his notes? What horn? Uh, we went into his room and there was a notebook and there was a horn on top of it and there was a map of the sewers and a bunch of numbers we didn't understand because math is bad. Oh, math is horrible. I recall hearing yeah, a horn this morning. Perhaps. Mm, that could have also been Snick Snack's bagpipes. Your friend is further this way. Keep going. <laughs> Make a right. I must pay a visit to bad you. And he reaches his arm into the sky towards the um, uh, manhole cover and fires a small Gatling gun, not Gatling gun, a small grappling hook gun and ascends into the air real fast. Wait, real bad. wait, don't you want his room key? Uh, he's gone. <laughs> he's really good at eat that room key. I think by all accounts, Wolfbat probably wouldn't give a shit about breaking a door. <laughs> yeah. It would only save him like 10 seconds. Just kick the door down. He's the Wolfbat. He'll get in where he's needed. <laughs> he's not the Wolfbat we want. It's the Wolfbat we need. <laughs> the only one this depraved city deserves. <laughs> All right, but you've got clear as day directions back to James now. Yep. I'm going to follow them, and I'm going to be in front with my 120 feet of dark vision. Okay, long story short, walk through, you find him. Yay, James, you're back with the party. Hey, look at that. Damn. Am I aware that it's the party since I'm still kind of on edge? You know what? Let's play with that. Okay, so you are um, on edge. There's a guy who was sorely beat up, and a dude who was in the shadows watching you, and now you hear footsteps coming down the corridor towards you. Um, I would like to say he would probably recognize the sound of um, Yavari's heels covered in Jimmy hats clicking on the top. <laughs> <laughs> what does that um, just, sound like? I feel like that would be a unique sound. I don't know what that would be. Probably like click, like, smack, click, click, smack, click, click. It? Well, like, I feel like the, you know, it would get stuck a little bit on the pavement each time she, like, lifts up her foot. So it'd be like a click, click. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> is, is that the audio clip we're posting for this episode? Yes, uh, the sound of Jimmy has over high, uh, high heels as they <laughs> click, click. <laughs> I hate it. I, I fucking hate it here. <laughs> 
Welcome oh to Crits and Grits. <laughs> <laughs> you started this, Gary. You and your fucking Jimmy hacks. And I fucking regret it. No, you don't. It's hilarious. Um, okay, I am gonna... I'm gonna get Jim Bob Thornton uh, to... Uh, I'm gonna just kind of look at him and just be like, alright, well, time to earn your keep since I fixed you up. <laughs> Go greet our new friends coming over here. Uh, keep in mind, uh, Jim Bob Thornton is still handcuffed. He's, he's... Oh, he's still handcuffed? Alright, I'm... Okay, so I, I am gonna, I am gonna look at him and like, okay, well, I'll let you greet, uh, greet your friend Wolf, over, they're coming over here. Don't, don't mind me at all, and I'm gonna cut, do my best to like, kind of get a, like away from the sound while staying inside of Jim Bob, and then just kind of wait, like I'm gonna ambush, the, gotcha. the wolf, the well, unbeknownst to me, the wolf bat. Okay. So you get uh, behind a corner or something and then hide. So, yeah. All right. You guys, the rest of you, come up across one single solitary man. Um, his clothes are bloody, but he seems to be relatively okay. Um, his hands are behind his back and he's got handcuffs on. The guy seems extremely, we'll just say unkempt. He's missing several of his teeth. His hair is all wild. Um, the blood on his clothes suggests he is some sort of homeless murderer. <laughs> Glenn immediately grabs him oh. by the collar and nope, says, Nope, nope, Yavari was Where's a Where's Jacob? Uh. 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 Make a, uh, intimidation check, please. Okay, rolling with disadvantage. And with my plus seven, that's an 18. Uh. <laughs> Jacobs, do you have the map? He's, he's down at the entrance. He's preparing his boat. He's trying to escape here. Can I insight? Hey, hey guys, that? I think we found Jacob. Oh, yeah, you can insight. Insight, check that. Oh, that's a 14. Do I believe this guy? Man seems legitimately scared. Okay. He was just bullied by a five foot something man. <laughs> it looks like. Oh, yeah. How tall, yeah is, I... how tall is Glenn? <laughs> He's like 5'2 or something. I can't remember. He is. Oh, shit. I forget that Yavari's. I forget Yavari's taller than him. Shit. No, he's a fantasy. I'm assuming that I am hearing all this, right? Like, James is still close enough to hear all of it. Right, yeah, because I, I am going to... This is fantasy. I'm seven foot tall. I, I want to come around the corner now, like, after hearing that, and be like, Jim Bob, you didn't tell me about no boat. Oh, you didn't ask. Does Glenn still have a good hold on the collar? Yep. Where's the boat? Uh, uh, you have to follow the map. The map will tell you where the boat is. There's a stream that goes down river. Gets right out of Manbrew. Where's the map? Uh, if you're down here, I'm surprised you don't have one. I I, I got a map. Oh, okay. where's where's the map? map? He has the map. James Glenn. has the map. Where's the map? There. Glenn, Glenn. Glenn shut, shut up, boy. Um, Glenn, <laughs> this is the part where you're quiet and you let the rest of us do the talking. You have many, many talents, my dear, but that's not one of them at this moment in this situation. So, um, excuse me, sir. What is your name? Jim Bob Thornton. <laughs> mm, I didn't forget amazing. it. <laughs> 
Glenn kind of leans into Zark and says, I-, I bet him and his girlfriend have like these matching blood vials, which is kind of weird. It's a little um, romantic, though. I mean, what if just in case he has to get some blood taken or whatever like that, instead of having to get the blood taken, they already got a sample. And that's romantical. I don't know about that. I don't know about you, but I think that's romantical. Okay, so here's what we're going to do is, first off, let's stop complimenting the man that's probably part of this big, horrible drug deal that undoubtedly has killed many people from overdoses and what have you. Um, Second, Mr. Jim Bob bullshit, what the fuck ever your name is. Um, How do we know Jacob is actually there? Uh, Because I do have many skills, including killing people, so I recommend you um, truthful with us here. Okay, I'm going to try and do a sound effect that is, you know, that flashback sound effect? Everybody imagine that, like from Doug. Yeah. We were walking through the sewers, making our way, walking fast. (laughs) (laughs) Gelatinous cues passed, but we were homebound. (laughs) I I can't do this. I can't do this. (laughs) We sang to ourselves the song of the people. (laughs) And then suddenly things went quiet, and we knew he was coming. The wolf bat. Things I have nightmares about. Wolf bat handily defeated us, and Jacob took the stash and ran. I know he's going for that boat. He needs to, because the rest of the shit is on the boat. So, basically, you've just been stalling us so he can get away. Perfect. Um, Y'all have stopped to talk to me. I would like to go home. You can see Glenn menacingly tapping his warhammer on the ground and you hear mm. the squeaks. See, here's the problem with that, is you're not going home. Um, if anything, you're going to jail if I decide you live. So, um, let's uh, go and find that boat first, and then we'll decide if you live or die. So, chop chop, let's go. Miss Yavari, shall I gather more information from this guy? No, we're going to do that while we walk. Before you decide to kill this guy, real quick, Jim Bob, that I got an idea that you and Jacob aren't the brains of of whatever operation you got going on with this boat and down here in these sewers. Who sent you down here? Jacob doesn't tell me anything. He just said we had to go out of the city fast, and so I went. I want to, can, can I roll insight on whether or not I believe him that, like, he, that Jacob has kept him out of the loop? Okay. I'm so proud of you, Andrew. Roll an insight. Okay, well, that's a seven. <laughs> Seems to be telling the truth, man. Thank you. Thank you for that plus four modifier, I guess. <laughs> oh, no. All right. Well. Mr. I James? Mean, Mr. James? Uh, yeah. Yes, yes, um, what, what is it now? I can make him talk. No, we're walking, and then we'll figure out the talking. Let's go drag him yeah. along. And I, and I got a feeling that the more I'm hearing about Jacob, the more I want to be talking to Jacob. So how about you use your newfound whatever's going on with you to, on Jacob when we get to him? And Glenn well, is just excited. Oh, my God, what have I done? <laughs> Yeah, uh, Yavari's just gonna walk in the direction she's supposed to go and just, like, snap her fingers like, Glenn, drag him, let's go. 
Okay. So it takes a little time, about 20 minutes of walking, um, following uh, the map and avoiding many different traps of um, gelatinous cubes. And you eventually come to where you can hear the sounds of water flowing out of the sewers. A voice from beyond, um, from around the corner into the light of the outside, you can hear him say, hurry up. Hurry up, man. Um, get it on the boat. We got to go. No. I'm going to immediately. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Oh, you're, you're good. I was going to say, I was going to immediately put a dagger at Jim Bob's throat and make a don't fucking talk uh, motion, like, you know, finger over my mouth, and then also make eye contact and carry that motion over to Glenn. Okay. Yeah. Probably a good idea. No, we've got to get out of here, man. Everybody's asleep. The plan worked. Just go. Okay, I'll see you in the next town. Yeah, I'm loading the boat up now. I've got the hull with me. Okay, bye. Uh, Because villains say bye, apparently, in phone calls. (laughs) That's kind of sweet, though. (laughs) Yeah, it was nice. It showed that he cared. It also showed that the DM may have never been a villain in his life. (laughs) (laughs) It's like the DM runs a fishing show instead of an illegal operation. (laughs) Let me double check because otherwise I grabbed the wrong spell thinking it's something different. I grabbed the wrong spell thinking it's something different. Um, okay, I, w- I want to look at if Yavari and just try to silently communicate that I like, I, w- let's go, let's go. I, I, because I really want to talk to these guys. And Glenn is also making solid eye contact with Yavari, waiting for the signal for advanced interrogation. Okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, so what I'm going to do is motion for Glenn to shut the fuck up and point at the ground for him to, like, stay there. And I'm going to then hold up my hand for, like, five, like, you know, give me just a minute. Um, and... I just don't want him to haul Jim Bob over or to actually what's around us. Um, because I've got some rope in my bag and I would basically like to tie Jim Bob to something so that he can't go alert them. Oh, some really smooth, clean metal walls. Fuck. Time to me. I'm big and beefy. Okay. 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 Um, I just just flashed Jim Bob a really like toothy grin and say, don't worry. You ain't going nowhere. It's going to be fine. Uh, with, it, with him saying he'll be fine, I'm going to be, you know, kind of doing that thing where, like, your eyebrows are, like, almost jumping off your head of, like, well, say less. Let's go. Um, Can I stealthily poke my head around the corner and see what the situation here is? I mostly want to see, make sure that James, or not James, Jacob is by himself before okay. we just go in. So, Yuvari, I'm going to have a little moment with you for a second. You poke your head around. Jacob looks directly at you. Of course. It seems like he was... He didn't turn. He was already looking in this direction. Uh, And there's a moment of silence. You stare at him. He stares at you. Your face expression changes. His face expression changes. He pushes the goddamn boat onto the water. Uh, Hold person, hold person. Starts going. Oh, everybody make initiative. Eye contact. I would... would cast hold person i had it ready to go uh, okay can so, i still cast hold person though 
on your initiative turn. Fuck. Okay. Roll initiative. All right. Roll initiative. Oh my fucking oh, god. No. Nice. <laughs> That's a five. I rolled a nat one. Nice. Roll a 17. I have advantage on it. So that's a two for James. I was real close to casting invisibility first, and I'm like, no, let me just assess this. I should have fucking done it. Glenn has an 11. Oh. Is that everybody? Yeah. It's like it. You got all four of us, right? (laughs) Yeah. With With an initiative roll of 20, Jacob hops on that boat, you hear the sound of the engine go. And he is out of there. Okay, we're out of initiative now. How fast is this fucking boat this this quickly? Not very. Uh, you guys can start fucking running if you want to. Okay, I'm, I'm not yeah. just running. I'm also casting Fireball, by the way. Okay. Uh, imagine <laughs> like, chase music at this point. Which I would play, but we we were on a podcast, so I can't. But yes, I would like to cast Fireball directly on yeah. his ass. Uh, uh, the 150 foot range, as most people know. Okay. Um, oh, shit, yeah, he's going he's gonna to make a deck <laughs> save to try and turn the boat here. Uh, 18. So he's going to take half damage from that. Uh, so instead of taking 30, he takes 15 damage. But, um, according to the spell, um, the fire spreads around corners. It ignites flammable objects in the area that aren't being worn or carried. So how are those drugs packed? Um, packed well. Uh, but the drugs, we'll just say you set the drugs on fire. So you now have a burning boat in the distance heading down a swift moving rapid. Um, and you can hear Jacob's yells uh, echo through the forest. So as you get out and all of you are, are currently running after Jacob, um, Killer Croc, you are a good ways ahead of everybody since you rolled initiative first. So you're actually within a good maybe 25 feet behind oh. the, the boat. I use my full movement speed to just move. I get down on all fours, 40 feet movement speed. Boom, 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 boom. Just running into, uh, into the water, into the boat. Okay. Um, as you're doing that, Jacob is yelling, screaming, cursing. His boat's on fire. The drugs are on fire. He's relatively okay. Uh, and he makes a sharp turn to get around a rock. As you are catching and gaining up on him, you can hear other four-legged footsteps to your side. As you look over, you can see what is a goddamn grizzly bear. Oh, good. Uh, the grizzly bear is running up to you real mad. Uh, it's currently, well, it jumps. It jumps and tries to jump on you. Make a dexterity check. I would love to. I would also like to say that uh, I'm a rage just a wee bit. Okay. Go, yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. Have a good time. Uh, let's <laughs> what see. What the fuck has even happening? Uh, that is a 13 plus 2 for my shield, so that's going to be a 15 uh, dex save. I've got this shield strapping around my back. It looks like a manhole cover. Yeah. 
so you're not going to take damage. Uh, the grizzly bear jumps and just slow motion. You look at the grizzly bear flying through the air. It's... <laughs> claws outstretched as it slowly comes towards you and all of a sudden you both crash into each other it doesn't get its claws into you but both of you go tumbling into the rapids themselves uh the grizzly bear and you fisticuffs fighting it out in the middle of the rapids hitting rocks and shit and you guys are just exchanging blows it looks real crazy intense to you as you're experiencing this to everybody else who is falling behind your friend killer croc is literally fist fighting a grizzly bear in the middle of the <laughs> what the fuck is even happening it's fucking cool though um, i love it i like so with this like do we all get a chance as far as just to do something uh yeah so like, we're we uh, waiting on an order so no real order we're just doing some theater of the mind Okay, I want to go ahead and hop in front of this. Glenn is going to cast Speak with Animals. Oh my god. Oh, come on. On a grizzly bear having a fist fight with a man come in the rapids? Come on. No, uh, Glenn can speak with all animals with uh, Speak with uh, okay. Animals. The ability to comprehend and verbally communicate with the beast for this duration, which is ten fucking minutes. The knowledge and awareness of many beasts is limited by their intelligence, but at a minimum. Beasts can give you information about nearby locations and monsters, including whatever they perceive or have perceived within the past day. You might be able to persuade a beast to perform a small favor at you or for you at the GM's discretion. You may certainly try. Uh, so <laughs> upon casting Speak with Animals, Glenn is just shouting to every animal, like as far as his voice can reach at the moment. We mean you no harm. Please help us. Stop this boat. They're terrible people. They probably killed a lot of your kind. Gary. Yes. I don't want to disappoint you, man. I don't want to. I'm I'm a yes DM. Did you know that? I am an absolute yes DM. Oh, no. I don't like how this is going. (laughs) I mean, I've always been a a yes DM. I don't say no. And so you're not going to hear me say no. Not this time. You're going to listen to me as I read this first level spell of you trying to ask all the beasts in the forest to stop a boat. And I'm going to tell you that the beasts are going to elect to ignore this because that is not a small favor. (laughs) Shit, you're right. (laughs) Fuck. (laughs) What about deer hear you? They look up. They see a man and a grizzly bear fighting behind a burning boat. And they're just, I'm sorry, they're not going to do it. But but what about the beast in the water? They're fish! What are they going to do? What the fuck are they going to do? They're not a bunch of killer whales or some shit. It's a river, Gary! Shit. I did not have the setting in mind. I thought they were going out into a bigger body of water, but fuck. No, it's a, it's a little Fucking river in the Glenn forest. Move. Glenn, uh, fuck. But you know what? That's Glenn. Hey, you're 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 good. <laughs> that, I have Glenn. a pain. In, I have a pain in my chest, and I can't breathe. <laughs> <laughs> so oh as, my lord! As a totem barbarian, uh, I also have speak with animals. Uh, but it's usually, it takes 11 minutes to cast or sorry, 10 minutes to cast. Um, but I look at this bear as, uh, as Glenn says all that. And I say, nah, fuck you, man. I'm still going to be fighting you. This is fun. (laughs) 
Um, I would like to do a thing also. <laughs> sure. Uh, um, Killer Croc, um, the bear, uh, says in return, Ah! Okay, uh, <laughs> go ahead. Yubari. Um, so I would like to cast my Hound of Ill Omen. Um, so I'm basically summoning a shadow direwolf that's medium instead of large. Um, and it can move through people and shit. Um... So, let's see. Uh, as a bonus action, you can spend three sorcery points to magically summon a Hound of Ill Omen to target one creature you can see within 120 feet of you. The Hound uses the direwolf statistics, blah, blah, blah. Um, but it, the Hound appears in an unoccupied space of your choice within 30 feet of the target. So, okay. um, that's what I would like to do on my little turn and have it mm, probably bite it, <laughs> bite the guy. Bite the guy? Okay. Bite so, you summon a hound of ill omen, and it appears right next to the boat, and it's running along the bank, and it tries to jump over into the boat. As an extension... Uh, well, I was I within 120 block. feet? Was I within 120 feet of the guy? Yeah. So then I would have been able to summon it basically right next to him, because it's 120 feet. Oh, I know. I'm just... We're, we're flavoring. Okay. Okay. Just making sure. Uh, ha, 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 ha. Houndville Omen. Doop, 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 doop. Where's the stat block? Uh, it's basically the dire wolf, but um, medium instead of large. And because of my sorcerer level, it's got 40 HP. Okay, that's um, it. Speed of 50 feet, blah, blah, blah. Uh, pretty much everything else is dire wolf, but it can move through people and objects as if they were difficult terrain. Or is it just Excellent. people? Other creatures and objects, yep. Here we go. Okay, here's a stat block for Direwolf. All right, so it jumps over and makes it into the boat. It wants to try and attack Jacob. Uh, you can see Jacob's, well, you can't really see Jacob's face, but you can tell that he may be surprised as a wolf has now jumped onto this burning boat uh, and he is trying to kick at it, but your wolf, or your hound, sorry, does bite at him. Go ahead and make an attack roll for the... Um, Hound. Are you ready for this? I'm it ready. was a natural 20. Oh, good. Uh, so that would be... <laughs> still not great. Uh, 16 uh, damage, but I do need him to make a strength saving throw or be knocked prone. Okay. He will make an attempt. Big puppy. 16. Fuck. Yeah, he's still up. This is 13. Okay. Alright. Uh, so he's gonna take... How much damage you just say? How much? 16. 16. Okay, excellent. So now there's a wolf on him, biting him. Um, Glenn, what are you up to? Well, how, that, was, that was your turn to talk to the animals. And, <laughs> I yeah, you're still like wondering why the, so why the animals didn't do it. I would, I would like to picture it in my head <laughs> that now Glenn believes he has summoned this fucking wolf. Oh my God. <laughs> That would make so much sense to Glenn's just like, yeah, I did it. Good job, Glenn. <laughs> Glenn, you have, you are credit to team. You really, that's, hey, you did it. James. Doing the most. All, all of my plans have been thrown out the fucking window because everyone just struck out like 
feral goblins. Okay, um, kill kill the fucking hound. I don't care. It it doesn't bother me. Like you can just no, nothing that I wanted to do is possible anymore. Um, oh no! Like literally nothing that I had planned. So, um, yeah. How about this case, uh, James. Uh, as you are, James oh, is kind of no. James is kind of now just like looking at the just this ridiculous amount of carnage and shaking his head i am i am now going to go uh like go up to the pier and i'm just looking to see if i can find anything that like guides to like jacob's boss or like who's in charge if i can surmise that information because i i am james is no longer a part of what's going on with the rest of the group Actually, James, uh, I was. You do spot a jet ski. I with spot the a keys jet ski. in it. Ah! We could have just taken the jet ski to start with, couldn't we? Well, it didn't exist five seconds am... ago, so James couldn't do anything. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. I okay. Well, then I will just kind of casually just walk over to the jet ski, and I'll just All be right. like, "Oh, <laughs> I guess I'm keeping up with them." All right, started the jet ski, and then he goes wee wee, and that's what that's what they sound like in my head, at least. Um, <laughs> and you start driving down the river in your jet ski. Um, you eventually speed past Yuvari and Glenn, who are still running like some fucking losers. And uh, do you say anything to them on your way past? Or yeah, I'll I'll follow the boat. <laughs> just just very casual. I'll follow the boat, and I'm just gonna keep on cruising. Okay. And Glenn replies with, "Don't worry, I'll get help to get to you or the boat." Uh, and then uh, I like so. How far am I going to be allowed to move as far as uh following this boat? I'll come back to you. Okay. Killer Croc, the bear strikes you with a uh, a left paw, uh, gets you right in the shoulder. Um, what are you doing? It didn't. You're not taking any damage. We're just, oh, I didn't. We just think talking. So. Um, let's see. What am I doing? I'm going to put on some ZZ Top. Okay. As I start grappling. Oh. And unarmed striking. Oh. This bear. Oh, uh, okay. I, we I go get into a grapple contest then, huh? Mm-hmm. Because uh, I took the Tavern Brawler feat. When you hit a creature with an unarmed strike... Or an improvised weapon on your turn, you can use a bonus action to attempt to grapple uh, the target. So I'm going to uh, take an unarmed strike and strike unarmedly because I don't I don't have my weapon. Uh, first one is a twenty-one. Yeah, you hit you, the. It just goes like, yeah, as you punch the bear in its jaw. And second is gonna be for my second attack. Cause I'm just punching. I'm just hitting. Uh, that is going to be a 24 to hit. Hey, you hit it again. Biff. Bah. Yes. And the bear is like, you know, bear noises. And it starts exchanging blows with you. Uh, these are all flavor blows. Keep in mind. Mm, uh, it tasty. strikes you with a 16. Uh, yeah, that does it just on. All right. It gets its paw on you and hits you of course it's not getting enough momentum from being in the rapids to actually do any real harm to it or harm to you rather um 
it strikes again. 14, which probably doesn't do it. doesn't do it, no. Okay. As the bear swings for a second time, it misses. You, with just all the agility, you move out of the way and go for a grapple amongst the bear's chest. Uh, Make an opposing strength check with me, friend. Oh, heckin' yes. The bear got a 16. uh, Let's see, that is going to be... I have advantage, that's what happens. On strength checks. So, so far we're looking at a 19. Um, mm-hmm. But we're just going to go with that 19 because the other one was a 15. That's all right. Okay. So you grapple a goddamn grizzly bear in the middle of the rapids. And you now have, you like angle yourself to where you're behind its back. And you are now riding the bear down the rapids <laughs> like a boat towards the boat that is on fire behind you is a jet ski with James on it going like, Hey, and you can see off to your far right. Yavari and Glenn just, they are way behind you. I'm using my tail to propel uh, and move my movement speed. You now have a bear boat, sir. (laughs) Yes. Oh my gosh. Yavari, Glenn, you are seeing something that is incredibly stupid. So can you it's uh, be real grizzly out here? <laughs> oh no! Uh, what are you I'm, guys doing? I'm about to do something incredibly stupid too. Oh uh, well. I'm gonna let you go first. Uh, speak with animals last for ten minutes. So Glenn is just gonna shout, "Hey, if there's anyone that can launch me towards uh the bear boat or the uh, jet ski or the actual boat, uh, please do it." I don't mind taking damage. A deer comes out. (laughs) And you can see the look of trust in its eyes as you're running down the bank. And the deer looks at you and is running alongside you. And you share a special moment. uh, A moment of trust, understanding between the both of you. The deer, which is a buck, male deer. And it's uh, in the winter season, except it's not. But we're going to pretend like it's got antlers. Keep in mind, they don't have antlers all times of the year. So um, you you caught a rare one just this once. And he leans its head down and invites you to jump on its antlers. And as I'm jumping on its antlers, I ask, what's your name? It looks at you and does not answer. But it lifts its head to try and toss you a hundred feet towards a boat in the middle of the river. It's going to roll athletics, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and as this is going on, Glenn just says, thank you, new friend. Oh, my gosh. Don't take it yet. <laughs> so, like, were you expecting just, like, a fucking dragon to come out or something? Like, is that the kind of no. animal you thought would come to you? No, Glenn is doing a desperation move. Glenn, it rolled a natural one. Oh no! <laughs> you jump on his antlers and it trips. <laughs> you both start tumbling down the hill. Yavari, <laughs> the situation's hopeless. What would you like to do? I'd like to cast hypnotic pattern in Jacob's face. Okay, what's the range of hypnotic the, 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 the pattern? A hundred and twenty feet. We'll say uh, Am yes. I close enough? Yep. Okay, I would like to do that, and then the wolf will attack after we see the results of that. Okay, uh, what do I have save. to do for it? A wisdom save. Okay. Yeah. On Jacob. 
Uh, he got nine. Uh, not good enough. So, you create a twisting pattern of colors that weaves through the air inside a 30-foot cube within range. Uh, the pattern appears for a moment and vanishes, and each creature in the area who sees the pattern must make a wisdom saving throw. On a failed save, the creature becomes charmed for the duration. While charmed by the spell, the creature is incapacitated and has a speed of zero. So he's basically just dumbstruck. Duh. He, he starts getting dumbstruck. Uh, he starts drooling at his mouth as the boat is moving full speed on fire in the rapids. Oh, good. I hope he crashes. Also, my wolf is going to attack. Um, <laughs> like a Pokemon trainer, I'm going to yell, Billiam, go! <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> the wolf, wolf grabs on his leg. But I'm not going to bother here. I'm not going to do some damage because something happens. Uh, James and Killer Croc. Uh, Killer Croc, as you are looking forward, James pulls alongside you. Uh, James, do you say anything to him at this moment? Because we're about to do a bunch of stuff here. (laughs) I do some dumb shit. Ed, don't mind me just enjoying the show. No, this is a good-ass show, ain't it? You ain't wrong. I'm just going to keep pace with the boat. Just watch. The bear is still like, ah! Is it, you know, it's it's now being used as a boat. You can see Jacob get dumbfounded. Uh, He is being bitten on his leg by a wolf who's just now doing the shaky shake with his leg. And James looks up towards the sky and you can see as the boat hits a crashing wave, jumps off of a rock, and crashes into another rock, sending a massive explosion of drugs, uh, wolf parts, and Jacob goes flying into the water. Now I'm very worried here because I'm riding on a bear, and now I'm guessing cocaine. <laughs> has just been flown into the air and I imagine this uh, this bear has just gotten a bit of a snifter of cocaine of its snifter. Yes. You figured it out. Coming to theaters 2022. The bear has gotten a giant whiff of flaming cocaine. Why? Killer Croc, you are thrown off the bear immediately. As the bear has grown in personality, ten times larger than it once was. <laughs> it slaps the jet ski that uh, James is on, knocking him off of it. <laughs> Everybody oh is currently God. off of a vehicle. You do not see where Jacob went to, or if he's even alive at this point. And there is a coked out bear in front of you. Everyone roll initiative. <laughs> Oh no! Bear, yes. did my, how much damage did my wolf take? It's probably dead. It was on a boat that blew up. I'm gonna just, yeah, I'm gonna just level with you here, Jabari. I thought I would ask. I thought I would ask. I knew the answer, but <laughs> I am still just so fucking tilted that the immediate reaction of turning this corner, the boat leaving, was was set everything on fucking fire. <laughs> And so. now here we are fighting a coked out bear with, <laughs> with an explosion in the background. I've been the metal album cover. as Gary as a player. <laughs> <laughs> I've caused coke bear. <laughs> <laughs> My role was a 10 for initiative. 
I got an okay. 18. Yeah, I'm rolling. I'm rolling. All right, Shit, hang on. Let me, let me do it like this. Let me do it like this. Uh, 25 to 30. Okay, 20 to 25. I got a dirty 20. Dirty 20. I'll take it. Uh, that's yeah. Killer Croc. All right. Uh, 15 to 20. 18 for Yuvari. 18 Yuvari. Uh, 10 to 15. I got a 10. Oh, okay. And finally, everybody else. And that's a 7 for James. All right. And what does Coke Bear get? (laughs) I was about to ask, how high up there is the Coke Bear? But probably pretty high. (laughs) Yeah, pretty fucking high. You're welcome. (laughs) Okay, you've got a sorcerer. You've got a sorcerer warlock in your party. Did you think Fireball was not going to happen at some point? I already fucking Eldritch blasted innocent gelatinous cubes. It's not about whether or not I thought that it was going to happen at some point. It was, you know, I thought we were all on the same page of stealthily trying to get around the corner and then trying to get to a point where we could talk to this kid. And okay. the moment that it was like, oh no, the stealth didn't work. It was no longer about talking to this kid. We, we yeah. immediately moved to blowing him out of orbit. To be fair, I have high charisma, not intelligence. <laughs> <laughs> it checks. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, I I had like three different charm spells lined up, and then the boat was on fire. And I was like, oh, well, I can teleport to the boat. No, I can't. The boat's on fucking fire. Okay, but what's the better story? <laughs> was just that? Oh, the story is fantastic. Bears. The story's fantastic. It was just all the stuff I had lined up just immediately went out the window. Just you're so welcome. fast. <laughs> that's what happens when you're a fucking cleric, is everybody just screws you up the whole time. That's that's all it is, being a cleric. Yeah. That's it. That's it. That's being a cleric. Good job. You've succeeded. Killer Croc, you are top of the initiative roll. I'm going to try and explain the situation. The cream of the crop. Yes, because I'm pretty sure he got a little bit of it too. Oh no. (laughs) Okay. Yeah, you're already raging. The 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 bear got the brunt of it because I I would like to fight a coke bear. Honestly, this sounds (laughs) fun to me. So, you. Come to your senses after a, a brief moment of laying down on the bank. Uh, you're no longer in the water, but you are completely wet. You look up and you see rushing water and flame as a big puff of white mist is just hanging over the water. Uh, a lot of it's on fire. The boat is completely ruined. You don't know where Jacob went. However, you can see the water stirring just beyond you. A giant paw comes out of the water and slashes into the dirt beneath. A second paw and a bear complete with red eyes twice as big as it was before steps out. And Glenn, since you have casted Speak With Animals, you hear its voice and it says, Ah! Uh, everyone, I think this bear is high as fuck. (laughs) (laughs) To you guys, that was a roar. Uh, but... Killer Croc, you are first to go. Uh, Zark just loosens himself up and, uh, removes one of his very cool weapons. Is it gonna be this very cool weapon? No, it's gonna be his maul. Uh, and says... Don't worry, y'all. I speak his language. 
uh, this is what it said. Uh, and using his speak with with animals, uh, Zark says, and uh, in his hand, he has his maul, and uh, he's a raging. Oh, he's a raging Cajun. I just realized that. That's exciting. Uh, first maul attack uh, is going to be a 21. Okay. Uh, that and hit. Excellent. That is going to be uh, only six mm, bludgeoning damage. But the second attack is a 17 plus 7, 24. Yep. Oh, wait, and I'm raging, so that means to do more damage. Uh, so that is nine plus uh, an extra three damage on both of those. So that's going to be an extra six damage on, on both. So 12 okay. plus nine, that's 21 damage. 21 blurgeoning damage. All right. And uh, yeah, that'll about do it for now. Um. As I just hold on to my maul and my shield and say, Whoo, we doing this now, big man. Let's go. Ah! All right, excellent. Um, so the rest of you have seen a giant coked out bear come out of the, the, the water, wasting no time. Zark smashes it with his maul. The bear seems okay. It seems like it didn't feel the pain. Although the bear does get hurt from this, the bear does not realize that. It's on coke. Uh, next up, we have Yuvari. Oh. Um, I'm going to throw a wrench into this shit. Because, you know, I didn't already do that by causing a coked out fucking bear. Um, <laughs> I'm going to yell... Um, just get the fuck away from it, and I'm going to cast, uh, Darkness on the bear, so, you know, big-ass, uh, thing of darkness around it, it can't see. Uh, that's 15 feet of, I guess it's a sphere around it. Okay. Yeah, so the bear is blinded within the darkness spell, right? Correct. Um, so it's, it's magical darkness. Uh, yeah. So I don't think that cocaine penetrates that. It doesn't. <laughs> yeah. Um, All right, the bear is currently blinded, but since it's 15 feet, that means you guys can't see the coked out bear either. Yeah, I was hoping we would just kind of get away and maybe move towards the whole Jacob situation. Oh, oh, Nat. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. Uh, <laughs> this is the scariest game of hide and seek I've signed up for. <laughs> I mean, it's a low-level spell. I can cast it again if we need to. Just fucking hide-and-seek, man. Um, I mean, my eventual hope, maybe we stick the bear on Jacob. Yavari doesn't want to get her hands dirty. Fuck that. That's my turn. Ooh, ooh, that's a great idea. I can keep egging it on. Yes! Oh, I do move towards the crash. I'm gonna try to find Jacob. Okay, excellent. After Yavari, we have Coke Bear. <laughs> The bear cannot see. Coke bear. Coke bear. The bear cannot see. However, we are forgetting the fact that it is a fucking bear. It obtains, or it contains, the keen smell feature. It's going to smell you. And it's probably going to smell the stinkiest one out of all of you. Maybe somebody who smells like a battery. Fuck! Oh, no! 
<laughs> most of yes! <laughs> Remember the time I said Yavari wasn't the smartest? Let's make this interesting. Yavari, you're running towards the uh, the boat wreckage at this point. You see a shadow come over you. You look up, and it is a giant coked-out bear. <laughs> oh, no! Of course it is. Utilizing its 40 feet of movement speed, it flies and tries to pounce on you. Uh, it's going to make three attacks, one with its bite, two with its claws, against Yuvari. Yay. Yay, I know. So nice. Um, My AC is shit. Well, well, we'll just see about that. Can Glenn see this going on? Uh, yeah, you can see it. The bear is not in the magical darkness, but you guys smell so rank that it's pretty easily able to tell where you are. Yavari doesn't smell bad. Um, <clears throat> 11 to hit on the first strike. That doesn't hit. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I forget to add the modifier. 21 to hit on the first strike. <laughs> that hit. Okay. Immediately as he flies through the air, it bites at you. Uh, giant Coke Bear is going to roll a 1d8 plus 6. Uh, that's going to be 10 points of damage. Okay. Uh, and you are also grappled. Oh, even better. So the bear has jumped out. It has grabbed Yuvari with his teeth. Yuvari, you are grappled. It's going to make two claw attacks against you. And I know I'm using the, the dice roller from. Oh no, Yavari, I'm sorry. The first attack, 22 to hit. Just assume they all hit. <laughs> oh my god. I've got a shit AC. I'm a fucking. I'm, I'm a fucking sorcerer warlock. I ain't got shit. All right. Well, you take. Oh no. Uh, you take 11 points of slashing damage on the first one. Of course I do. And it's, it's going to try for that second strike. Uh, that's going to be t- 22 again. Yeah, it hits. Okay. And on the second one, you take uh, 14 points of slashing damage. Good lord. I'm at half, but I'm still up. A creature that is hit with two claw attacks in the same turn takes an extra 2d6 plus 9. Oh my god. What? <sighs> Is there a Coke Bear stat block that you are going off of? <laughs> Is there like cocaine bear, Coca Bear? Like, you might not believe this, but there is. <laughs> oh my <laughs> fuck! Um, that's going to be eighteen points of damage as it is literally trying to rip Yuvari apart. Not, not doing great. Not, not doing, doing great. great. Okay, Coke yeah. Bear is um, mm, Yuvari ain't looking good, guys. Um, next up, that's going to end its turn. Next up, we have Glenn. Oh boy, Glenn is torn between going after Jacob and uh, healing his mentor. I guess I don't know what you call the person who's in charge of an intern. Mom. At this point, bad. Mo- I'm wine mom. That's what I am. Should I roll a check to see how uh, much damage Yavari has taken before I do this? She's taken a lot. You you can definitely tell that Yavari ain't doing hot. Because I want to use my lay on hands pull. Where's the idea? Getting the bear off first would probably be beneficial. Oh boy. Uh, so bonus action to speak to the bear. 
you may certainly try. Hey, buddy. I know you're like in a weird state right now, and maybe we should get you some blankets and some orange slices, but can you stop attacking her? Maybe go after anyone but her? <laughs> Make a persuasion check at disadvantage. <laughs> oh boy, this is not going to go well. Glenn okay, so feral. At disadvantage, at disadvantage is a 13. The bear looks, it, it stops biting Yuvari for like a second. It looks up at you and it just says, ah! and goes back to biting Yuvari. <laughs> I don't know what you expected. <laughs> I, I'm sorry, Miss Yavari. Just endure this. Uh, Yavari's <laughs> being ripped apart. I don't know if she might endure this for much longer. <laughs> uh, I don't know exactly how many health points to restore to her with lay on hands. So I'm going to go with 30. Get it off of me first. Otherwise, it's just going to keep doing I can't. I can't. Okay, 30 points of healing? Yes, 30 points of healing. Okay, well now I'm back up above half, so that's good. Um, And that pretty much ends my turn. Okay. Well, actually, I have, I have movement, right? Yes, you do. <laughs> uh, the bear at this point is 40 feet away from you. I want to try to get closer to the pier so I can try to jump off and rescue Jacob. Okay. Um, I'm gonna you don't leave know where Jacob's body is, but you do jump off. I'm gonna leave saving Yavari to the rest of the party. <laughs> okay, <laughs> because okay. I know I have one. I have one mission. All right. Off to James. James, um, you know, I usually explain what's going on, but it just looks like a clusterfuck, and I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> Out of the frying pan and into the fire. Um, okay, because we're we're still kind of like in water, and I'm still on the jet ski, right? Uh, you got slapped off the jet ski. Uh, oh yeah, I got slapped off. If you want. I got slapped off. Um, would getting back on it be an action, a bonus action, or could I just get back on it? Oh, uh, you can just get back on it. Considered a movement since you're, you know, like getting on and off of a horse. Okay, all right. So I, I'm gonna hop on it, and I'm gonna pull out. In D&D talk, I'm pulling out my mace. Uh, but I imagine it's like one of those um, uh, kind of like a the retractable billy club okay. kind of deals, since we're a little more realistic. Uh, so I'm going to pull that out. And I'm going to burn one of my fifth level spell slots. Oh, And I'm going to cast Holy Weapon. Oh. Uh, so with that, it might... Like the weapon, a weapon that I touch is imbued with holy power, and it's going to emit a bright light within that stretches out for a thirty foot radius. Um, so with with the holy weapon with the thirty feet radius, can I see the bear now? A coke bear ripping oh, your bar yeah, apart. Yeah, you definitely can see that. It's, right. it's gruesome. Okay, and I'm gonna go well. Here goes nothing, and I want to drive by swipe this bear with, <laughs> with my mace. Okay, I, I, 
I want to I want to get as fast as this jet ski can get within that distance and drive by Mace it. I believe there's a bonus for that. We're going to consider the jet ski a horse, right? So if we're mounting, I think there's a mounted attack, I believe. But I'm going to say there is because I like fun things. So add a plus five to your damage if you do hit it. Ooh, okay. Okay, so then in that case, we're just going to roll. Ha! Oh, thank you, Lord. All right, uh, so 22 to hit. Yeah, you hit it. It's a big-ass bear. You're probably not going to miss it. Okay, so... All right, we're saying I get a plus five. Yeah. Take whatever you get, add five, since you're moving on a jet ski attacking a bear. I like the I like the hustle. Okay, so... All right, so that's... First, going with a plus five, that's going to be ten, but it's also going to deal an additional 2d8 of radiant damage. Okay, just give me your total. Okay, so that's going to be 18 total. 18, that's a good hit. Crash! You, Your jet ski goes wee! With your holy baton, you slap the bear's ass like it's never been slapped before. You actually leave a nice little welt. Uh, the bear goes uh, I believe you have a second attack, don't you? Oh no, you don't. You're a cleric. No, I, I'm a cleric. I'm a cleric. God, I wish. I wish. I, I wish I was playing fighter right now while mounted on a jet ski. <laughs> yeah, that would have been cool as shit. However, you're using the jet ski to its fullest potential. Um, the bear has now taken notice of you, however, since you have struck it very hard. It gets its mouth off of Yavari and is now looking at you with coked out eyes. Um, is that the end of your turn, James? I'll say well, they. This ain't the freshness I wanted. And that will end my turn. <laughs> okay. Uh, after that, we have top of the round, Killer Croc. Um, because the bear left... This this may be hard. I just thought about this. The bear would have left your range. I would have gotten an opportunity, an opportunity attack. attack. Yeah, but it was in darkness, right? But you would have had to see it to come out. Yeah, get an opportunity attack. I'll take an opportunity attack. Just It's just one, right? Yeah. Okay. I will... Attack with an opportunity. Uh, that is only a 16. 16 to hit. Just yep. misses. Okay, that's fine. Um, how far away is the bear now? We'll call it 20. 20. Okay, that's more than enough uh, for me to get there to him. Uh, I go, uh, oh, yeah, get away from me that easy. Um, and I'm going to... Yeah, okay, this is what I'm going to do. So I'm going to hit him again with my maul with my one hand. And then with my other hand, I'm going to uh, do a tavern brawler strike to try and grapple him. So oh, while yeah. he's grappling, I'm going to grapple back. Okay. Uh, so the first is going to be the maul for a 23 to hit. 23 will hit, yes. All right. And that is going to be uh, 5 plus 3... Plus an additional three from raging, so fourteen. Sorry, bludgeoning damage. Okay. And then with my free hand, I rolled a seventeen to try and grapple him and hit him with a trap tavern brawler strike. It's going to oppose at eighteen. Um. Well. Got anything you can add in? Turn. Oh wait, yeah. Uh, on attack rolls, right? Melee. Oh, no, damage with, yeah. 
No. Well, you're raging. Wouldn't you get advantage on that? Or did you roll with advantage? Uh, you gain... Hold on. Rage. You gain advantage on strength, uh, strength checks and saving throws, but not attacks. And you get a plus three damage to strength weapons. Um, but no. Uh... And that was just my attack. Oh, and you grapple as part of the attack. Mm-hmm. When you hit a creature with an unarmed strike or improvised weapon on your turn, you can use a bonus action to attempt to grapple. Well, I would have... Wait, attempt to grapple? That means that would be a strength check. So roll again. Okay. Strength check. That is a 16. Dang it. Plus uh, well, as much as I would have liked to see a bear get grappled. <laughs> well, hold on. Hold on. That's a, that's a strength check. So that's a 16 plus... Oh, advantage. 16 plus advantage. So let me roll that again. Damn it. It's only a five. So no. Okay. All right. So you make your two attacks and then you try to grapple at the bear. The bear is now fixated on uh, James and it does its best to brush you off and you can't get a really good grip on it. But the bear's looking hurt. It doesn't notice that yet, though. Uh, Let me do my tavern brawler strike damage. That's going to only be a four damage, four bludgeoning. Okay, it takes it. Next up, we have Yavari. Uh, Yavari, you are, well, were bleeding profusely. And I'm still grappled. Uh, Yes, technically, except the bear is not looking at you anymore. It seems to have uh, fixated on James, who hit it really hard once. Mm, I'm still going to use polymorph on myself. Um... I would like to polymorph <laughs> into a giant fucking walrus. Very well. Uh, if that works. Um, sure. And I am now huge. Um, I guess that's still only one size larger than whatever the fuck size that is. But what uh, I still the bear technically is considered large. Okay. Uh, yeah, you can grapple a lot. Well, this is specific. So I'm going to go with the specific. It would no longer grapple you. Hail. Yeah. So I'm going to fucking attack it. Oh, wait. Well, that would be my action to use polymorph. So I guess I can't Correct. attack on this turn, can I? Yeah, but you're no longer grappled. That's true. And I am ready to flop my everything onto him. <laughs> yes. So that's my turn. Okay. Uh, next up, we have Coke Bear. Um, he's going to use 40 feet of movement speed. And I think it's going to jump on James. Be, be gentle. <laughs> it's <laughs> some opportunity attacks. So, right? Yeah, Glenn, you're not even close. So, yeah, just you two. <laughs> yeah, Glenn's still trying to talk. <laughs> the only person he's trying to talk to is a Coke bear. <laughs> That's only a 10. Uh, uh, 10 misses. Does an 11 hit? It doesn't. Sorry. It's going to... Really, it just runs, but I like flavor. So it's going to jump all the way over to James. Wait, do I get an opportunity to talk? I don't believe so, no. Fuck. <laughs> uh, James is coming down with you uh, for three attacks. Uh, one with his bite, two with his claws. It's going to make a bite attack real quick. Oh, God. It flies through the air, James. You look up. <laughs> there is a coked-out, red-eyed bear. And it's going straight for your throat. And God damn it, it, if it doesn't connect, it got a natural 20. I, you know what? That just barely hits. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, 
I'm I'm sorry, James. That's um that's 23 to hit or 23 damage piercing. Oh. Ow. Uh and you are also grappled. So and now bitch. Yeah, two claws coming straight at you, buddy. First claw is gonna be that's not so bad. Uh 15 to hit. That does hit. Oh no. Okay. Well, that is pretty bad then. 2d6. Uh, that's going to be 12 points of slashing damage on the first claw attack. Second claw attack, uh, natural 18. So it's that, that's definitely going to do. Oh, yeah. 2d6. Uh, it's 15 points of slashing damage on the second one. And the creature that is hit with two claw attacks in the same turn takes an extra 2d6 plus 9. So Stop! He's already dead! <laughs> And that's 13 extra on top of that as the bear is literally trying to rip you apart on a jet ski. Also, both of you fall in the water because let's get dramatic about it. Ah! Alright, that's going to be the end of Coke Bear's turn. Um, it is currently in the water floating away with James. Ugh, this is a bad situation. Glenn, everything depends on you. The bear seems to be bleeding quite much, quite a lot. Not not really, though. Um, it looks like it's hurt, but it doesn't look like it's, it's going to go down anytime soon so far. Hey, uh, what should I do? I mean, we, I, I can get the guy out of the water, but also Mr. James is really hurt, and that bear is, uh, part of my language, dick. Uh, I make some walrus noises. <laughs> I, oh my God. I, I can't speak with... Speak with animals is still going on, so I understand what you're trying to say to me. Oh, uh, I'm just gonna yell, well, fuck him up, the bear. Fuck up the bear. Uh, and I definitely agree. I said, wrestle the bear! Hell yeah! So, uh, Glenn is gonna hop into the water after the bear and go for an attack and add Rathal's might to it. Okay. So you get into the water and you start a swimming. We'll just say you've caught up to the massive bear as you are moving faster than the bear in the rapids because it, it is a bear. We'll say it moves slow through the water. Um, go ahead and make your attack roll. Oh, boy. It's all on me. I'm so nervous. You got this. Woo! 20, 22 to hit with Warhammer. You did it. Save me! Do I have to... Uh, it has 1d8 plus 1 and 1d10 plus 1. Should we just say Glenn just got a double grip on that Warhammer and went for the 1d10 plus 1? Sure. Okay. So that's 7 damage, and then, uh, on top of that, Wrathful Smite. Alright, just give me your total. It needs to make a Wisdom saving throw of 15 or higher. Well, it's like... What? That's his win score? Yeah. Hang on, let's see. <laughs> 21. Oh, fuck. Wrathful Smite does not hit. But you can use Divine Smite and the DM might turn another eye. Wait. When the DM is trying to save you. <laughs> I, can't, I, can't like, find, I can't find Divine Smite on my character sheet. It's 1d8. Okay. I'll just roll the 1d8. Wait a second. What kind of paladin are you? I am a, um, I believe it was 
Oath of the Ancients. Do you even have Divine Smite? I don't think I do. I have Divine Sorry, Smite. Sorry, Gary. All right, oh, so wait, you... Oh, wait, no, I found Divine Smite on my character sheet. Okay, I was about to say. Wow, I have been yeah, playing this sure do. so wrong. <laughs> yeah, starting second level, 2d8 for a first level spell slot. You got a first level spell slot, so it's going to be an extra 2d8 on top of the 7 that you already did. All right, rolling that 2d8 right now. That's 9 damage. Hey, so 7 plus 9. Okay. And, uh, extra action. You can attack twice instead of once whenever you take an attack. Or take an attack on your action turn. An an attack, yes. (laughs) (laughs) I can't read. I'm under so much pressure right now. And that's a 17 versus AC. Match. And that's going to be 10 bludgeoning damage. Good shit. Uh, do I get another Divine Smite? No, you don't. You you had one more oh, one spell slot, so that's it. Okay. All right, well, good turn, Gary. You hit it really hard. At this point, the bear, after taking two solid blows from your Warhammer, releases James from its grip and then fixates on you. Uh, let's not forget the squeaks that come from the Warhammer. Squeak, squeak. Oh, my God. All right. That's the most important part. So, we have James now. James, you have been released from the grip of the coked-out bear. The bear is bleeding profusely. You can see the blood in the water as you guys race down the rapids. All right. Well, well, if you're going to do something, do, do it big. I am going... I am going to cast Guiding Bolt at 4th level at point-blank rage. Yes, do that. That sounds good. Um, you got both an attack roll, right? Let me see. Uh, yes, it will be All an right. attack roll. Make an attack then. Uh, 27 to hit. Uh, 27 will definitely hit. So you what? definitely are at point blank range. Good shit. All right. And how many dice was this? Oh, shit, that's a lot. Um, Okay, so that's going to be 76. That's going to be 22 damage. James, how do you want to do this? All right, perfect. I want this to be special beam cannon from Dragon Ball Z. I want to be Piccolo blasting through this Coke bear. Okay, so as the Glenn hits the bear, it releases you and distracted, it's now gazing at Glenn, ready to tear Glenn's goddamn hair, head off. You see the opening, and you take it. Firing a guiding bolt after doing your special beam cannon! And it <laughs> strikes directly into the bear's underneath its jaw and tears a hole through its head. You can see all sorts of matter and light flying through the air and landing into the water. The bear actually looks at you still alive with a giant hole in its head and goes to swing again before it realizes, oh wait, I'm dead, and dies. Have mercy. You're welcome, Mr. James. Coke bear. Uh, 
upon the you're welcome, Mr. James. Glimp, some were you trying to talk to it? Uh, I'm just gonna shake don't lie, Glenn. I'm gonna shake uh, my head. Miss Yavari, does uh, Mr. James know that I, I was, I'm not actually a person. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good point. Uh, while I'm shaking my head at Glenn, uh, I am going to. I'm also going to cast a mass healing word on myself and Yavari. Okay. Um, uh, James, uh, after you cast mass healing word, go, uh, actually, yeah, go ahead and do your numbers. I forgot about that. I'm Can't sorry. you? I feel like that targets a lot of people, though, doesn't it? Uh, up to six people. Okay, yeah. yeah so so you can heal the whole party, basically. Yeah, so I'll, I'll just mass healing word all of us. Uh, that's going to be... Not a lot. Only seven. I rolled like poop. I'm almost back up to full. I'm four points away from full. (laughs) After all the damage I've taken, I'm back up to 80 health. Awesome. I'm a giant walrus, so... (laughs) (laughs) I think that's a uh, separate HP pool, and I'm not transforming back. It's my one fourth level slot. Um, Yeah. I'm a walrus. And then I'm just going to Shake my head and then, you know, all right, well, anybody, anybody know where Jacob landed? Um, I'm going to slide in the water and go start looking for him. I can hold my breath for 30 minutes and I got a swim speed of 40 feet. Okay. Uh, James, as you got back to the bank, um, the bear washes up next to you. It's got a hole in its head, but you can see the bear actually moving. Uh, it's making noises and grunts. <laughs> and it's just twitching at this point the bear seems heavily incapacitated but not dead dead or maybe it's just the coke you can't tell which but the bear does seem to be in a great amount of pain well i'm sorry about that little buddy but you were me uh, and I will go ahead and cast Sacred Flame on it. Did burn the bear the fuck up. Okay. Yeah. We'll save the semantics. You do. And I just want to put it out quick. All right. Bear is now out of its misery. Uh, Yavari, you are currently getting into the water. And as you begin to look, Wolfbat swings in on his... Um, grappling hook lands looks at all of you and says what the fuck happened and we'll pick up there next time hey oh god hey. wolf bat's gonna wolf bat's gonna Fucking. beat the shit out of us for killing him. <laughs> hey Kev. <laughs> i was so ready to do an advanced interrogation andrew i'm uh, just a walrus okay i'm just a walrus <laughs> andrew uh give us the wrap up all right. Okay. Uh, well, I can't. Yeah. All right. So first and foremost, would like to once again thank Kyler for dipping into crits and grits and letting us have an absolute blast playing these feral specimens. Um, you guys can list, uh, watch Kyler's uh, YouTube show that's Fishing After Five. And Kyler, you got anything that you want to shout out or where can everybody reach you? 
I got one shout out. I like big butts. It's never really changed since I was a kid. Um, <laughs> nice. I see man. that you're a gentleman of culture. Yeah, a uh, big fan of Popeyes. That's always going to win over KFC. Um, also a gentleman of culture. I like the color purple. Is it not not the movie? I love that movie, but I, I like the literally the color purple. And gentleman of culture. Yeah, I'm also um, I'm also six foot four. Those are my shout outs. <laughs> nice. All right. And- <laughs> Otherwise, if uh, if you guys enjoyed this, please give a like, follow, all that jazz. And what we would appreciate the most is to reach out to us on either social media or at critsandgrits at gmail.com. And we'd like to thank you all for listening and stay tuned for the next episode. Also, I would like to give a shout out to uh, Horton, who sent us an email. I didn't know if I should use his first or last name, so I went with Horton. Uh, thank you for the uh, email about Frankie and the other characters uh, sucks and uh, Tixie, but hey. I hate I hate Frankie. I'll be we honest. All do. Fuck- <laughs> we all do. We all do. Don't we all? You love Frankie, and I appreciate that. But we all hate Frankie. Obviously, he hasn't listened to the whole Cedar Party. <laughs> oh no, no, he did. Oh, oh, oh. Okay. No, no, he loves Cedar Party. Good on him. Where Frankie ate the receipts. So uh, good on him. (laughs) Yes, thank you very much, Horton. And if you you, and if you do want to get a shout out on an episode, shoot us an email. It's not guaranteed, but we'd love to get a chance to shout you out here. Um, So again, just a quick thank you to everyone here: Kyler, Abby, Alex, Gary, Mm -hmm. myself, Andrew. That's Crits and Grits signing out. Take care, everybody.